somewhere out there someone needs me I don't know how or where but believe me I'll walk the universe to find her For better or for worse beside her For the honor of love By the power above I have the power I have the power of Stacey's Pop Culture Parlour. I'm joined this time in my virtual parlour and I'm hoping she's got a cup of tea and some sort of confectionery cake-based item by the lovely Jenny Newman. Yay! Yay, hello. Yay. If I had a bouquet of roses, I would throw them at you, but I don't. And also, I don't think I can throw that far. I'm a bit disappointed now, to be honest, Stace, really. And I brought Angel Layer cake as well. No, oh, sorry. Would you prefer, like, a box of roses, as in the sweets, or a bouquet? Of the I would prefer... <laughs> I'd prefer a box. Because <laughs> a bunch of flowers would probably make me sneeze ten to the dozen anyway. Oh, hay fever's a bitch, isn't it? Oh, it's an absolute bitch this year. It really is. Especially when you forget to take your pills. That's even worse. Oh, sorry. Oh, Hello. I'm just moving my mic. I've just twatted it with my um, I've just twatted it with my cup of tea and put it in my mouth. And I don't mean the tea. I mean the microphone. I hit the microphone and it went in my mouth. None of you needed to know any of that, but oh well. <laughs> Excellent. So, because I'm so kind and delightful, I'm going to let you go first. So you know, pop culture, have at it. <laughs> On pop culture, have at it. Oh God. See, you asked me about this, and I thought, shit. Now I've actually got to get into pop culture because I've been so busy doing other things. <laughs> I've had to read through 30-odd comics just to catch up. But then I thought, you know what, I'll write down some notes of things as well. So I did. I was ever so organised. I wrote notes. I thought, what shall I talk about? You know, you've been reading Wonder Woman, though, haven't you? I have, yeah. I am an issue behind, I think, but I have been reading. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what one have you read up to? Because I've read up to issue 10 now. I think 10's the one that I read. Is it? Is that the one where the ending was, you can't love anybody because you don't love yourself? Yes. Oh. <laughs> Cheese. Who wants a slice of mozzarella with the comic? Oh, God, that was... <laughs> fuck. Oh, I just... I read it and I thought, really? Were you a little bit sticky? Really? Because I was. <laughs> I was just a bit pissed off, to be honest. I mean, well, you know how I feel about Wonder Woman. I've always loved her. Mm-hmm. And then they went and changed it all, and I've quite liked it. And then I kind of didn't like it. And I thought, you're not really my Wonder Woman, but I'm going to give you a try because you're Wonder Woman and I don't want to give up on you because I love you. But I read that and I thought, fucking hell, you've run out of ideas, haven't you? <laughs> yeah, I um, I read that issue. Uh, that whole storyline just really threw me. I was like, I don't know what you're trying to get out here at all. I, I, I thought, I'm sorry, wasn't there some blonde pregnant bird a few oh, ever- yeah, <laughs> I'd forgotten about her. I mean, weren't you meant to be protecting her and now you're in hell getting married to some bloke with a candle melting on his head? And I just like, 
<laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. I'm just hoping that the next arc is going to be better because if it doesn't, I'm going to have to drop it and I don't really want to do that. Mm. Me and I were talking about this the other day because we we both read far too many comics and we were talking the other day and we said there are a lot of comics at the moment that are just like, all right, but we're still reading them for some reason and I think Wonder Woman's probably one of those for me. Like, I don't hate it, but I don't think I like it either. <laughs> yeah, I'm the same. I'm not sure I like this incarnation, let's call it that, of this Wonder Woman. Mm. I mean, I, I was, you know, I loved the other Wonder Woman. She was great and I can always go back and read that Wonder Woman. That's not a problem. Mm-hmm. But this one, I'm a bit like, I don't know that I really like you. You're pretty, you're cool. You kick ass, you know. I wouldn't want to meet you in a dark alley, but I just... I actually can't be asked to know anything about you, which is really quite sad. Yeah, no, I um, I agree. I just, I, I don't know, I just find it, um, it's like, in terms of her personality, she seems very similar to, like, the old incarnation of Wonder Woman, except kind of vacuous. <laughs> it's like, it's like there's there's nothing, I don't feel like she's genuine, if that makes it, which is a stupid, no, a better no, fictional character, but do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it, I don't know, there's just something, like, entirely... Regurgitated about all her story, yeah. her dialogue, and I don't like you. No, it's like the old Diana, the old Wonder Woman. I wanted her to be my mate. This one, I couldn't give a damn. You know, I don't, I don't like Justice League. I don't read that at all now, and I don't really like Wonder Woman in that. But no. yeah, I, I still read Justice League, but that's another one that I think we're probably going to end up dropping at some point soon. Yeah, but yeah, that that was my thought on Wonder Woman. I thought, oh fucking, I'll get better because, <laughs> I mean, the the artwork. The co- I mean, the cover work, it's Cliff Chang, isn't it? The, the yeah. cover work that he does, I really like. It is delightful. It's really nice and really strong lines and everything. But when I get inside, some of the interior artwork is, is a bit mm, not as good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be really mean because, quite frankly, they can draw a lot better than I ever could. But it's just some of it just looks a bit naff. To go along with a bit of a weak story in the middle. Well, actually, I say the middle. It was a middle in the end, let's be honest. <laughs> um... <laughs> It's just a bit dismal, really. Yeah. I did. I, I did notice on the um, the solicits for issue thirteen that the cheetah's coming back, but they're putting her in Justice League, mm-hmm. so she's going to be the nasty again for Wonder Woman. That should be interesting. It probably won't be, but I'll read it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but there. Uh, so, I mean, it's like I'm still reading Bird to Prey. That's quite good. I don't. I still don't like their costumes, but it's all right. Do you know what? I don't mind the costumes except um, what's the chops poison ivy. Oh yeah, hers is what? I, it's, mm. it's, it just looks like somebody pushed her over into some green paint and then <laughs> <went> off. <laughs> what? Oh, I don't I know. know. It is weird, and and just having Batgirl all of a sudden show up was odd. But I quite like it. But I do. I miss Gail Simone writing it. Yeah, me I miss too. the com- the camaraderie between all of them as friends that I, I quite miss, but it's been quite fun. I still miss Oracle. Like, as much as I like Barbara being Batgirl now, I, I, I just miss Oracle too much. <laughs> I find that really hard to get past. I'm like, it's not Birds of Prey without Oracle. Yeah, it is hard without Oracle. And I miss Huntress. I, lo- I, I love Helena Bertinelli, but I'll get on to that argument later. <laughs> but I do, I do miss not having Helena in it because she was really cool. Yeah. I mean, she would kick the shit out of you and, and she might ask a question later, but she probably wouldn't. <laughs> and I quite, I quite like that about her. You know? I think they've tried to make Black Canary a bit like that in this incarnation, though, and I don't think it suits her. No, I don't think it does. I like I like the old Canary with her fishnets and everything. I don't like her fishnets in this one. It's all kind of ugh, just 
What is with her costume sometimes? I don't get it. <laughs> oh, bless them. They do try, don't they? But, you know. <laughs> I'm just trying to be polite, but it's not really working for me. <laughs> uh, you'd be more polite than I would be. Like... <laughs> I don't know, costume-wise, I'm not that bothered by by most of them, except no. Poison Ivy's, I don't think. Um, I can't think of... Oh, and I'm not a fan of Harley Quinn's new sort of... Oh, yeah, yeah. ...and miniature skirt combination of weirdness, like, I don't know. I know. Oh, when that came out and the people went mental about it. I mean, I could understand it, because really, come on. <laughs> Be sensible about your costume, but it it made me laugh a lot. But it is a pathetic costume. It's just a couple of strips of material in the right place, really. It is, isn't it? And what I find funny is that a lot of people online have argued, yeah, well, she's, like, completely mental. She probably wouldn't think about exactly how to, like, coordinate her outfits and things. I was like, that's funny, because she's coordinated them enough to make them, like, black and red in a certain pattern. And... <laughs> she's made them match geometrically, so I think she cares a little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she just doesn't care enough to cover up anything other than her twinge. No, exactly. She she thought along those lines. Mr. J would appreciate it if she covered up her boobies and her nethers. So long as she does that, she can do what she likes. Yeah. Nethers. <laughs> oh, you are being polite, aren't you? I am. And I'll break you. <laughs> yeah. Just just wait a while. We'll get in. We'll really get into it, and then we'll just go off on one. Oh. <sighs> I'm just I'm I'm flicking through the pile to get think through things quickly and. Batwoman, I'm loving. Batwoman's amazing. It is brilliant. I just, ah, I fell in love with that when it first started and I haven't fallen out of love with it. I just think it's brilliant. I think my only problem with that is that sometimes it blatantly goes for the visuals more than it does for the actual how you can read it because as much as I absolutely love the way it's laid out and drawn and all these bizarrely shaped panels that run in mad patterns, sometimes I find I've read something before I should have and I go, oh, that doesn't make sense. Oh, shit, I'm out of order. (laughs) I know, I do wish they'd put in little arrows. I'm sure they could design them in just to give me a little guideline of which way I'm meant to go, because I'm the same. I do get a bit lost sometimes. But then I'm so mesmerised by their broken artwork and how they've done it. It's like, oh, fuck, yeah, I'm meant to be reading this, aren't I? Shit. <laughs> okay. The as well. The on that is absolutely brilliant. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That, is, that is a beautiful book. Mm. Have I read that one? I don't know that I have, to be honest. <laughs> Fucking hell, it's hard to keep up. I just... <sighs> So I move from Batwoman to Batgirl to Bird of Prey. It's just, it's very hard on my blonde brain to keep up with what the hell I'm reading. It's very difficult. See, I've got, like, absolutely terrible memory. So I, I sometimes find that I'll read a comic and think, oh, I don't know what happened in that. I don't understand. And then I realise what's happened is I've forgotten what happened in the issue before. <laughs> so there's me thinking, well, this is the middle of a story and it doesn't make any sense. And I've got to the end and I've gone, <laughs> I've read the start of that. It was just a long time ago. I know. I've I've done that with, is it Fatal? I've read the first one and that, and it took so long to get issue two, and now I've got up to issue five or whatever. But I'm going to have to start it all over again because I ain't got a bloody clue what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to have to start it all over again, which I don't mind because it's it's very good, but I'll just start that one all over again. I've had but... that a couple of times before. Or go back yeah. and read at least one issue previously so that I don't yeah. get if a book doesn't have a previously in this book at the start, then I think they're just being mean to me on purpose. I know, it's not on. I miss that previously in. Why Why stop that? It helps all of us who don't want to have to trawl through a, three bags to find what they were last reading. Deadpool still does it, so, you know, I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. it's just... You should read that. Yeah. 
Not that I'm in love or anything, but I am totally. Yeah, just just that one, maybe. Yeah, maybe. What a, did you read Batgirl when that restarted? I did. I did indeed. Are you still reading it? Are you keeping up with that one? Because I, I quite like that. Um, well, I love Gail Simone. So, mm-hmm. well, apart, <laughs> actually, I say that the only one I'm not reading of hers is is it Firestorm? Oh, neither am I. Cause it's not very good. It's not, is it? Don't, don't tell nobody. Because <laughs> I love her, but I think it's because I've never really liked Firestorm as a character anyway. Yeah. It just it's like two petulant boys having an argument and then going, "Oh shit! I set someone on fire. Fuck." <laughs> <laughs> essentially the point of it and then occasionally they'll hurt someone that they know and they'll get all sad about it and go we should probably work together and the other one will be like yeah we probably should and then they'll just set somewhere else on fire so <laughs> <laughs> it's like an after school special really isn't it it's just not good no it's not but i mean Batgirl's brilliant but i'm disappointed with the new cover art i mean but we were sport rotten with adam hughes doing the first oh. lot Oh, he's just right. When uh, at Thought Bubble last year, he was there, and um, and I queued up to get my uh, the you know the big hardback he released of all his covers and stuff. Yeah, I really want to get that. Oh, yeah. I, I queued up to get that signed, and then I got to the table and I plopped it in front of him, and I just kind of smiled, and he went, "Hiya," and I was like, <laughs> just sort of made a sound, and then he signed my book and I left. But I think if I'd have had all my like facilities working at the time, I might have licked him. <laughs> He's just so delightful. He's just so good. Oh, I'm yeah. so jealous of that man. Oh, imagine, I know. Imagine Be- being able to draw like that. Between him, I mean, I've I've been reading Fairest, which I've literally just read, uh, what the hell was it, issue five, the latest issue, and he's done the covers for those so far, and they're amazing. Oh. His, his wraparound cover for the first issue is, is gorgeous. I actually have it as my desktop picture at work sometimes as well. But then I just stop and look at it, and I probably should be doing work. <laughs> but I say that. <laughs> uh, I haven't got to fairy sticks. I'm still catching up with fables. But um, James Jean's another one who always used to do the covers for fables. Like he's a bit brilliant. Mm, I, I do love the the thing I find with fables and and fairest. I just found is that with like with other DC stuff like Batgirl and you know all the others, I can read those quite quickly. You know, it doesn't take much of my brain power. But when I read fairest and fable, I have to really pay attention. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's uh yeah, I have to pay attention to the thread of what I'm doing, and then I'll find I've missed something because it doesn't make sense, and that's my dyslexia playing a part. You've just missed a, a bubble somewhere. <laughs> 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 go back and read it but I, it's really good I love Fables Fables is I remember discovering it and I just thought this is just a brilliant idea mm-hmm. it was quite funny for me because I um, I was like oh, I think they were up to about the 8th or ninth trade when I started reading it but I started reading it because somebody had reviewed it on their podcast and they actually said who the adversary was <laughs> <laughs> but by the time I got round to reading it I'd forgotten so I was like wow <laughs> <laughs> so funny because um same thing happened with the series four of dexter like rich watched it when it was on and he told me what happened and i was like oh my god that sounds brilliant i want to watch that and by the time i'd caught up to season four i'd completely forgotten and i was like oh my god <laughs> my, <laughs> shit. my memory's not that bad <laughs> it's seriously it's shockingly bad my memory is shockingly bad but i can rem- I, like i can clearly remember things from like my childhood when i was about <laughs> But, like, if I read it last week, I can't remember. 
Oh, I do. I do have a bit of that problem sometimes. I will read like, although with Wonder Woman, to be fair, it's not surprising I forgot what happened in the issue before because it wasn't very good. Yeah, because it was so. <laughs> yeah. So my mind obviously just blocked it out because my mind thought it's a bit shit. You don't want to remember it, so move on to the next issue. Yeah, um, it keeps happening with me and Voodoo, and I think I'm just going to give that up now. I think I've had enough of it. Oh, I didn't try that one at all. Yeah, don't bother. <laughs> <laughs> Just, you know, to put it nicely. Just don't. Just, <laughs> just, don't, just don't waste your money, no. <laughs> and it's not because, like, a lot of people will say that they were, like, they didn't read it because she was a stripper, like, in the first few issues. And you oh. know what? That doesn't bother me because at the end of the day, like, I know comics aren't realistic in the sense that they are full of superheroes and whatnot. But, yeah. you know, strippers exist. And if they appear in comics, I'm, I'm not that bothered because, you know, some people do strip. And to be fair, the girl's got to make a living, and if stripping is her way of doing it, exactly. you know, fair play to her. If I had a body like hers, I'd probably be glittering in people's faces, but I don't, so I won't. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, no, that didn't bother me at all, it's just the fact that it's really fucking dull. <laughs> I couldn't tell you what the storyline is, except that I know that there's two of the same woman for some reason that I've probably forgotten. They've probably told me, I just don't remember. Oh, fuck it. I'm not going to pick the fucking thing up. I don't. <laughs> but, you know, if you want to share it for your listeners, go ahead. But I'm like, fuck, I don't give a damn. <laughs> I just, I, I literally can't remember much about it. Except for, I think some woman got cloned, but one of them's yeah. like part demonite or something. So she transforms or, so, I don't know, she kills shit quite regularly <laughs> <laughs> See, once it gets a bit confusing you just you think oh for fuck's sake but i think it's just because i wasn't that bothered i didn't make any yeah. to understand it so by the time it got far enough along i was just like what <laughs> no <laughs> and that's when you close and say yeah i'm done with that one yeah i think that's take that off the list into, yeah into the pile yeah whereas justice league dark hello mm. Oh, it's so much. It is brilliant. It's the it's one of the best Justice League titles I've read for a while. Oh, it's I a, love it. Absolutely amazing. And it's funny because I was really wary of that one because I was I was hopping from foot to foot when they announced it, going, but huh, John Constantine in the middle of the DC universe, not in Vertigo, he's not going to be able to swear and do all sorts of stuff. And oh look, he's brilliant. Shut your mouth, Stace. Because <laughs> well, when we were at the Bristol Con. Then they had that DC panel. We we talked about Justice League Dark, so we talked about all the new 52. And I said to him, I mean, I really enjoy Justice League Dark, so that's brilliant. But in the first couple of issues, John Constantine's English accent was really awful. <laughs> I, <don't... laughs> I, I have decided a thing, right, and my thing is this. Never write in an accent. I don't care where the person's from. I don't care where they grew up. Don't write in an accent because nobody can read in an accent. <laughs> like, I was reading an X-Men comic the other day and Rogue popped up. Uh-huh. And, and like, all of her words are written normally except when she says I'm and it's written am, like A-H yeah. apostrophe M. Yeah, um, and that yeah. really does my Sweden because I'll be reading a comic in my own voice in my head and then I'll read yeah. the word arm and I'm like fuck's that oh I'm oh shit yeah she's got a southern drawl oh and then I'll try and put one in my head and then I'll sound like a twat and then I just get annoyed and I'll stop and I can't remember what I was reading the other day it's not a comic I usually pick up I think it's one that Rich reads and it happened to be in my pile and I started reading it and went I've got no idea what this is <laughs> um, but there was a guy in it who was supposed to be Scottish and oh, I swear every other word had a T and an apostrophe in front of it and I was like 
Why what? don't do that? Oh. Just, just stop. Just write everything. And if if I want to give it an accent in my head, I will. <laughs> if I want to make it more interesting, I'll add an accent. Yeah. If if I feel like just throwing a Scottish accent in there, I'll just throw it in in my brain. I can do that. It's fine. <laughs> See, I, I thought you were going to say if you're not, you know, don't write an accent, then. Remy, obviously Gambit in the X-Men is the obvious one because his accent written in a comic is... I Sometimes, depending who's writing it, it's really hard to comprehend what the hell he's saying. Oh, yeah. Yeah, totally. I, um, okay. I really struggle with that. I mean, I, Rogue was always one of my favourites. So I, whenever I you know, read her... Because I used to read X-Men all the time. So whenever I read, read Rogue in the X-Men, it's like, oh, that's all right, I can put on my southern drawl. I'm fine with that. I, I'm, I'm down with the southern drawl. That's fine. Didn't confuse me too much. But they did it all the time, and it got really annoying. I'm quite sure southern American people don't have a drawl on every single word. I might be wrong. <laughs> but <laughs> I've, I've met a few, and they don't all seem to do it. So... <laughs> I just uh, I just find it really hard because I'm not very good at like placing accents anyway yeah. like unless it's like a really really thick accent I'm not very good mm. at placing where it lives so, <laughs> so so I don't like to try and read an accent because in my head like a southern drawl can range from anywhere between like a te- like a really thick like Texan kind of accent or like I don't know Jamaican like it will just go it will just go off on one and I'll be like ah oh, what am I doing just read it in your own voice just yeah crazy. sometimes it's just best though everyone else I read in my own voice it was just you know with John Constantine I don't know why but his first issue or two of Justice League Dark it was it was like Dick Van Dyke <laughs> it was like <laughs> like Dick Van Dyke Mary Poppins awful. And I got told at the panel, that's really funny because the bloke who writes him is English. I thought, oh, is he just, is he dumbing it down for the American audience? Is that what he's doing? That's really offended. But it's just, I just thought, no, it's better I, now, I, though. Yeah, I, I, I hadn't noticed it as much lately myself. I just, yes. I, find, I find his accent odd anyway, because I'm pretty sure he like lived in Newcastle for most of his early life. And then... Right. He's been in Liverpool for a while and London, so I don't know why he's always written with like a really, really Londony accent. Because in my head, if anything, he should be a bit more Geordie. Uh, but maybe I'm confusing my history because I've read the Hellblazer stuff entirely out of order. <laughs> I, got, I got recommended a trade that's probably about I don't know the fifteenth one that came out, and then I've just picked up whatever, literally whatever I can grab because a lot of them aren't like available anymore. Yeah. So, I've, I've been like, oh, trade number two, volume 12, volume seven. <laughs> so I, I may be getting confused there, but I'm pretty sure he grew up in Newcastle. So, Well, it's the first time I, I've met, I, I mean, I know the name, but it's the first time I've met him in a comic, so to speak. So he, he's quite new to me, whereas the majority of the other of Justice League Dark, I kind of know. I mean, I'm, I was a huge Zatanna fan from when she had her own run, and I thought her own run was really good. Mm-hmm before the big new 52 and then she lost her costume and that pissed me off because her costume I thought was really cool it was iconic and now she just wears some weird bustier thing and neck gloves and it's just it's not the same I'm quite I'm quite disappointed and hurt by that one Stace I won't I won't lie oh that one hurt if it helps I I I, am for my birthday last year I had a fancy dress party and I went as pre-reboot Zatanna Oh, that does help a bit, yeah. It does. Yeah. I mean, I haven't really got the figure for it, but... I... <laughs> <laughs> but when else do you get to wear a top hat and tails, I ask thee? <laughs> well, that's... <laughs> well, that's absolutely right. When else does that happen? Unless you go down to the public hall down here on a drag night, then it might happen. <laughs> but they're, they're few and far between. <laughs> 
Maybe I will. <laughs> I think you should. They're quite good fun. <laughs> ah, I'll move on to another title swiftly. Get away from the drag queens. <laughs> Can you explain to me what were they thinking? I'm going to. I'm, I'm staying. I'm staying on with costumes because it does annoy me. <laughs> what were they thinking with Power Girls costume? Refresh my memory because I've already forgotten. <laughs> See, that's how memory is. They've gone for the boob window, which some women found offensive. I've never really been offended by any costume. You know, I don't really care, you know. But Power Girl now wears a full white bodysuit with blue, like, go-faster stripes up the side. A red cape. And then, like, um, yes. like a, a red bit across one of the breasts with what looks like meant to be a pea. And the circle of the pea just drifting somewhere over the nipple region. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, oh, why is her costume shit? But Huntress still gets to keep her reasonably cool outfit. I, I get the feeling that they thought, right, let's get rid of the boob window because so many people are upset by it. But then they replaced it with entirely covering up everything, which I find a bit weird. Yeah, but they just covered all of it. She's covered her legs, all right? The only thing that's not covered is her face. Because, of <laughs> course... <laughs> only two that she's trying to have, like, a, a separate life. She's just got a <laughs> face. It's like, come on. She'll just do a Batman. She'll just wear glasses. No, sorry. Well, uh, Superman. She'll just wear glasses. You know, <laughs> I always find that funny. In the, Did you see the Green Lantern film? Yeah, I did, yeah. I absolutely love that bit when um, Carol recognises him and he's like, how could you tell it was me? She's like, what, you think I can't tell because I can't see fucking cheekbones? <laughs> so that make, yeah, bit like, that hey, makes, yeah, like, do not sense. tell? He's wearing yeah. glasses. Is otherwise the same? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, just because Clark Kent slicks his hair back, just has a kiss curl and is not wearing glasses, he's not, he's Superman not, it's all very stupid. <laughs> We're going to get smacked by a load of internet nerds. I hope you're aware because... I'd, I've... Oh, I'll I've done so far is and, and, and say how things are stupid. <laughs> oh, well. We're but at least it's every, fun, now, eh? every, every now and then. Can have a bit of fun. But in actually, even though the costume's a bit shit, the actual comic of World's Finest with Huntress and Power Girl, I'm quite liking. I'm still... I'm still... The jury's still out on that one. I can't quite decide. Well, I mean... I'm a bit annoyed that we're already going into separate Earths already. Mm. That's not. I thought we might wait a little while before they start doing that because it's just going to get confusing again. Well, it seems weird considering like one of the biggest reasons behind this reboot was to make life a lot more accessible for new readers. Well, yeah, and it's like sort of getting confusing again for everyone concerned. <laughs> <laughs> and it's trying to understand what's now canon, what's now, and it's just. <sighs> Ah, we've already got Earth 2, so how much longer till 3, 4, and 5? And I don't know how I feel about Helena being Helena Wayne. That's just... <sighs> I, I I like Helena Bertinelli. She was really cool. And also, that's just treading into the area of... Do you remember the Birds of Prey TV series? Uh, do you know, I never saw it. I bought it on DVD. I do, I do have it on DVD. I quite liked it. Do I have it? Yeah, I do have it on DVD. I've got so many, I can't remember. <laughs> Dreadful. But it's she, because she, she's that's like an Elseworld thing, and she's Helena Wayne in that. Mm -hmm. And granted, the majority of that series was dreadful, but I, I enjoyed some of it. 
but it's uh, I don't know about this. I mean, I am enjoying it. I have to say that I think the stories are quite good, and the relationship between Power Girl and Huntress I quite like. But I just find it's really early in this whole reboot that they're starting to do um, World Two and all of that. Uh, sorry, Earth Two and all that kind of stuff. And like you say, when they were trying to get away with that for the new readers, so it would be less complicated. It, it seems a bit bizarre to me as well that they've just mentioned this sort of new wave of zeros starting in September, I think it is. Yeah, what? I, like, what? how can it be a new 52 if there's 400 of them? <laughs> it's, it just seems really, I don't know what they're trying to do here. They're, oh, I don't understand DC. I don't, no, I don't, because, I mean, yes, a lot of, a lot of their books needed to have a good kick up the bum. Mm-hmm. You know, and sorting out. I'm not saying that some of the, the writing wasn't a bit shit, and some of the characters had so many backstories you didn't know which one came first. Yeah. But cough, Superboy, cough. Oh, I do. <laughs> I mean, I adore Donna Troy, and I sometimes love her more than Wonder Woman. But good lord, that poor woman. She had so much going on. Uh, I'm surprised she knew her name. <laughs> I'm surprised any of us did. I know. But I don't get this whole this whole zero thing because I t- I saw it on someone's blog and I t- it's just how much I've not kept up with anything. I thought zeros really already, but we're only coming up to issue eleven. So why are we? From what I gather, they're doing what is it? Some kind of little backstories on each of the characters. I think or, so. Yeah, I think that's sort of the point. They're like origins or something. It's like oh Jesus, because you didn't have issue ones to do something with that about them all. Fuck's sake. <laughs> Oh dear. Any, you know, just like to throw that in there. Fuck's sake, DC, what are you thinking? I had, to, I was having a conversation with someone, um, with a friend of mine, Paul, the other day, and he said a similar thing. He said that, that the the biggest problem with DC was that, yeah, a lot of their stuff did somewhat need rebooting, but by the same token, we've lost a lot of really good stuff and replaced it with a lot of mediocre to bad stuff. I mean, there's yeah. still a lot of really good stuff, but yeah. it's like. It, it just doesn't seem to have... Like, the balance is still roughly the same. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you've, you've got rid of some shit, but you've added a fair amount of shit too, let's be honest. And, you know, some of the books I read are really great, and others I've not gone near with a 10-foot barge pole. I mean, quite honestly, Frank reading about Frankenstein doesn't really... Yeah, not bothered. I read a couple of issues of that, and I was like, nah. No, I... I mean, I'm I'm reading Teen Titans, but I haven't read the last few issues, <laughs> and I'm 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 just pretty much on the verge of you know what I'm just going to have to drop it because I'm not interested to read it. And then you got the whole Ravages thing, and then they already crossed over into another comic. Mm-hmm. So I didn't think DC were meant to be doing that for a little while either. Because no, um, Justice League Dark crossed into I Vampire as well, didn't it? For a while, it did. Yeah, I didn't get the I Vampire stuff, so I don't know what the hell happened over there. But like, I don't want to have to buy another comic. Just because you crossed over. And it's the same with Batman and is it the Battle of the... Oh, the, the Owls, the Night of the... Yeah, that one. <laughs> I'm, oh, that just seemed to cross over all to all of them. And I thought, well, I'm sure that DC said something about they weren't going to do that for a while. But obviously, what they say and what they do are very different things. Or maybe we all just heard what we wanted to hear. Yeah. They're doing a reboot just to like make the universe exactly how I want it. Oh, how brilliant. And then they shaved off Ollie's beard, which upsets me, and made yes. him and rubbish. And then they had crossovers and they did big story event things. I mean, some of them I'm quite lucky in that I read all the stuff already. Like, I don't particularly like iVampire, but Rich reads it. So when that crossed over, I 
had access to it <laughs> so I could read it. Um, and like um, Animal Man has, has been crossing over with Swamp Thing a little bit. But that was right. fine. So I get both of those anyway because they're awesome. So, you know, that was fine. But it's like it, it does piss me off when I think, you know, comics are not cheap. I, I say yeah. this nearly every episode, but comics are I not know, cheap. But they're not. And you're not going to encourage me to buy more by crossing them over. You're going to encourage me to stop getting whichever one you're now crossing over. Yeah, with quite things. frankly. Yeah. Stupid. I mean, Teen Titans, I... I've never been a big fan anyway, but I think this new incarnation of them, like, I'm not keen on Wonder Girl. No, I'm not. She's I'm just not a... keen on um, oh. Superboy. No. Robin, I think, is is there a personality in there? No, he's just a bit of a prick, to be honest. I just I can't be arsed with him. Yeah, so I'm, I, I'm probably going to drop that now. Yeah. Um, and I'm not going to bother with the Ravagers thing. Oh, no. And I... I don't care about any of them. <laughs> No, I don't. And there was a whole thing on Twitter and DC about how great it was going to be. Well, it wasn't. So <laughs> To me. <laughs> not to me it wasn't. So I, I think I'll happily miss that. And why is it on issue eight they all look like they're in Tron? <laughs> I wondered that. That was really... <laughs> <laughs> oh. okay. Anyway, that that's one that's going to be crossed off. Because, you know, I love the Wonder family and I really liked Wonder Girl in the old DC universe. She was all right, but now she's just a whiny little bitch, and I just not really... She really is. <laughs> you just want Wonder Woman to come in and sort of smack her upside the head and say, now look, you. <laughs> I'm not honestly certain that Wonder Woman knows who she is at the moment, so... Um, well, yeah, there is that. Uh, yeah, I'll probably just not bother and drop the title. But I am reading Supergirl, and that's pretty good, I have to say. Yeah, I do like that. I do like that a lot. I like that, so that's that's a keeper. Um, I'm just, just wondering, do you read any Marvel? <laughs> I do. Do you know what I am reading of Marvel at the moment is um, Wolverine and the X-Men. But I am so far behind <laughs> that it's ridiculous. I've got so many issues to catch up on because I, <laughs> I actually have up to, I've got from issue three to wherever the hell I've got to. Issue nine, is it? I think. Might be. No, ten. No, eleven. Sorry, 12. Yeah, I've got to catch up from 3 to 12. They're the issues I haven't read yet. But I've, I've really liked Wolverine and the X-Men because I don't like Cyclops. <laughs> <laughs> so. I'm not a fan of Cyclops. Have you been reading the sort of Avengers versus X-Men stuff? I've picked up a few, but I've not actually read them yet. <laughs> so. I don't worry about it because I am super behind. Um, yeah. I think I've just read issue two of that and they're on about seven, I think. But like Rich was saying to me, oh, it's, it's really good, you should read it. And I started reading it and all I could think was, why is Cyclops such a douche? Well, it, exactly. Why such is he a massive douche? Yeah, such a prick. I really don't like the guy. No, I don't. I just... No. <laughs> it's hard to get behind the X-Men as well, because I get the feeling you're supposed to take sides, but, like, that they're supposed to be relatively evenly matched so that, you know, you yeah. can choose. But I'm sorry, right, you've got Cyclops and Emma Frost farting about, and then you've got Captain America and Iron Man and Hulk and all sorts of awesome people. Um, yeah. uh, I'm pretty sure I know which side I'm on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I just... No, I... I I've... Oh. I actually stopped reading Marvel completely when the Civil War and all of that started up oh. and the X-Men completely changed because I when I first started reading comics it was because of the 1990s X-Men cartoon. Oh right. Oh, and I loved that. that and I started reading the English title or the English 
printed X-Men comics and then I found my comic store and I was just I was just Marvel girl that's what they called me the all Marvel which was nice that was really quite a nice nickname to have but once they started changing what was going on with the X-Men with Civil War and um, all that stuff I just it wasn't the right for me anymore so I gave it up <laughs> but then all of that changed and Wolverine and the X-Men started because the team completely split and I like Wolfie, and I like Kitty Pride because Kitty Pride really makes me laugh. And I love I like her dragon. Kitty Pride. Yeah, yeah. Her, her dragon Lockheed, I think he's fab. So <laughs> I decided to stick with that team, and I thought, Cyclops, you apple polishing bastard, you can fuck right off. <laughs> I haven't got an interest in you whatsoever. I'm trying to, like, really hard to get back into Marvel because I sort of, after Civil War, I dropped a lot of titles, and I dropped Spider Man when it did the whole brand new day. Yeah. Thing. So for a while, I was only reading Deadpool, Deadpool Max, and Punisher, <laughs> <laughs> which says a lot about the kind of um, stories and characters I like, doesn't it? Yeah. So if they shoot me in the face, then I will read it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know I've I've never read Deadpool, and I've heard oh, you right. really Max. rave about it. Wow. So I've got to get myself a trade of Deadpool. You have. Try- to try out because our library in Norwich is fab for graphic novels and stuff so I'll have to get one mm-hmm. alternatively I'm pretty certain that I've got issues 1 to 10 of the Deadpool series from the 90s yeah duplicated so if I have I will dig it out and I will send you issues 1 oh, to I 10 know. that sounds like fun yeah because it is good oh, I like, I'm going to go off on a bit of a tangent now just because we're talking Deadpool of course but um, like Anybody who even vaguely knows me knows that if something has any, if it has the word dead or pool anywhere, <laughs> I will get it. Now, I'm not, I'm not a girl who's good at video games. I managed to kill Deadpool in the Marvel Avengers Alliance game within about 30 seconds. <laughs> and he's got, he's got a regenerative factor, so I don't know how I managed to do that. But I, I am absolutely terrible at games that aren't Tetris. Um, (laughs) excellent next next year they're releasing a Deadpool game and the trailer just came out and (sighs) there's a brilliant bit in the middle of the trailer where all the action stops and Deadpool just looks at the camera and says no, tell me I'm the only one with shit in my pants. Go on. <laughs> I was like, no, I've shit myself because this is so awesome. And I was just like, oh, it's just really fun. It looks so funny. And the graphics look yeah. eight. And the action looks awesome. And oh, yeah. it's just, it's so Deadpool. It's almost lickable. I love it so much. <laughs> and what platform is it going to be on? I don't know. Because, like, the trailer that they that they showed was just like essentially here's some guns and some boots and there's Deadpool. I was just chopped that man's head off. Um, it's pretty much. It didn't really say much other than that because I, I um I think it was I think the trailer was only released at San Diego Comic Con. She says yeah could be talking shit but i tell you what as well there's a video doing the rounds of how it got announced and like deadpool crashes a panel <laughs> and jacks the screen to play his trailer which is the brilliant thing about that as well is that it's the edited trailer because obviously like they were worried about having kids in the panel so they had yeah. to get all the references to boobs and all the killing is like replaced with like pictures of a small dog and stuff it's um it's really funny but the best part about it is that it, it just before he shows the trailer the guy who's like being deadpool 
he's really funny climbs upon a chair to like be like let's watch my trailer but he almost falls off and the hilarious thing is when he falls off he's obviously tripping over something and he just points at it and he goes fuck that thing and then the trailer which is obviously edited for you know swearing and things <laughs> just yeah. they're thinking somebody behind the scenes is going mate you just said fuck don't do that <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so. Oh, that's brilliant. I'll have to look for that when I'm at work tomorrow because my internet connection at home for YouTube is shit. Well, I posted it on my Facebook, also it's there. Oh, I'll find it there then. Oh, brilliant. That's oh, cool. Tittering away, I was tittering. But I'll watch that and then watch the unedited trailer because... Oh, uh, yeah. Sweet. It's so sweet. I said this to Paul earlier. I said it's such a sweet-looking trailer that I just want to put it in a cup of tea and stir it around, drink it. <laughs> Oh, it's just, oh, I'm so excited! I'm going to buy it, and I'm obviously not going to get very far, like very far in it because I'll get killed. But <laughs> get killed very spectacularly, and I really enjoy it. <laughs> but it'll be a challenge for you each and every time you switch that game on. Oh, tell ya! You'll jump for joy every time you get at least a second further before you die again. I mean, and what there needs to be a level in which he eats a chimichanga. <laughs> No, I think that sounds like a fun game. (laughs) Chimichanga, excellent. (laughs) I love a chimichanga. Do you know, the first time I had a chimichanga, it was solely because I'd recently read an issue of Deadpool where he mentioned how much he loves chimichangas. I was like, the fuck is that? And then I went to Los Iguanas with Rich, and I was like, Rich, it's got a chimichanga on the back. Can I have a chicken chimichanga, please? (laughs) And it turns out they are awesome, so... (laughs) I've never had one. <laughs> you know what, Roy? When I send you these Deadpool comics, just take them all to, to Los Iguanas, Roy, and just yeah. sit sit and read some Deadpool and have a chimichanga. <laughs> It'll be the greatest day of your life. <laughs> I'll be one of the gang then. Fantastic. <laughs> like an initiation now, I think. See, the game, the game I want to get at the moment is Batman 2. Lego Batman 2. Oh, it's brilliant! Oh, I just, I should have got it when I saw it at Tesco. All right, blatantly advertising where to buy it. But who cares? Because it was only like £21 and the bastards went out of stock. Fuckers. So I couldn't get it. But it's now 25 quid. It's like, well, I can't spend any more money this month. I'm broke. So I'll get it next month. But the trailer is so funny. Do you know Superman what? is brilliant. It's, it's brilliant. Like the Lego games, aside from like puzzle games and rock band the lego games are the only games i can play because you can't really die (laughs) so i can have fun playing them because i don't end up throwing my controller through the window oh Um, you're like me yeah (laughs) i get get really frustrated um like really frustrated i've only ever completed one game that wasn't a lego game or uh, a puzzle game (laughs) it's quite shocking really and it did take a lot of swearing um but no the um because rich has got it obviously because he's like such a massive Batman fan and, and a massive Lego fan. But um, the, the thing that I love the most about it is that Robin is so completely in awe of Superman the entire time <laughs> that it's, it's almost a little bit gay. <laughs> but it's so wonderful. It's just so camp and delightful. And Superman's just so totally oblivious to the fact that anyone might not think he's brilliant. <laughs> and there are. But the like, absolutely perfect thing is that when you get to be Superman, if you start flying, it starts playing the Superman theme. Oh, fantastic. I it's... can't wait to get it. Oh, do, buy it now. <laughs> get <laughs> this laptop and go on to Amazon. 
Yeah. I have got give voucher money left, and I'm already overdrawn. I might as well add to it. I mean, <laughs> it, you know, it's what an agreed overdraft is for. <laughs> yeah, it's it's for Lego emergencies. <laughs> it is, yeah. <laughs> Do I, I would recommend it because I haven't actually played it myself, but just watching Rich play it is hilarious. Yeah, uh, they're they're about my level of game. I like platform games. I am quite shit at you know traipsing around. So, I mean, if you were to watch me play Tomb Raider, I swear at that big titted tart like there is no tomorrow. <laughs> I've never tried to play that. I think I'd get too. Um, my problem is is that I get too involved, and then I feel like some things are actually chasing me. <laughs> so I have to play games where the things chasing me are not that threatening, like you know they're made of Lego. <laughs> I'm only like that when I'm playing Resident Evil or some zombie oh, game where you're, you're tracking along and all of a sudden they come out and say, oh, motherfucker to the side of me, shoot the shit out of that. And it's it's a great way to take out some aggression, I have to say. Evil really upsets me. I am, um, when I was, oh, this is going back like years now, when the first one first came out on the PlayStation, my uncle bought it and he was always good at like the shooting and the running and that sort of thing but I was like better at the puzzles and sort of you know like when you have to go and find a certain stone to put in a statue to get a key to go to a room to get some piano yeah, yeah. to open a door yeah. or something um, so I was like sorting all that stuff out for him so I was watching him play and it's that scene right at the start you know after you've killed what I like to call the practice zombie just off the dining room <laughs> you start wandering around the rest of the the rest of the mansion and you go down that hallway and the dogs come through the window yeah, yeah. I've never been so terrified in my entire <laughs> I, I was like, ah! <laughs> properly screaming. My uncle was like, it's a game! <laughs> the fact that he'd obviously shit himself as well. <laughs> I've never been that bad at a game, but I have. I'm, I'm, I'm like you, I have to stop myself when I'm about to throw a very expensive game controller across the room. Mm-hmm. It's never my fault. It's always the fault of the stupid character on screen, especially Lara Croft, because a stupid titted cow, she will not jump when I tell her to. She won't shoot things when I tell her to, and I'm pressing the buttons like I'm meant to, and the stupid, I'm going to say it, stupid slag. <laughs> oh, she just won't do what I'm telling her to. It's like, I want you to jump from that pillar to the next one. No, fucking do it. Nah, she just falls off, and then she crumples into a heap on the floor, and I'm like, right, that's it. <laughs> I can't play this anymore. It's just too much like hard work. So I switch it off and I play something stupid like Just Dance. <laughs> I love Just Dance. So much fun. I'm terrible at it because I can't dance at all. Me either. I'm not brilliant, but it's the only way I'm going to get exercise. So. <laughs> no, I love Just Dance and Dance Central. It's really good if you've got a connect because you can flail around without having an expensive controller in your hand that you might accidentally let go of. <laughs> <laughs> As I had before. I'd like to get the, the Xbox just to have the Kinect. It looks really cool, whereas I've got the Wii, so you're holding on to controller, so any poor bastard that's next to you might smack him in the face, and that's really going to hurt. The thing, the, the, the thing that I do think the um, the Wii has over the Kinect is the fact that because it's only registering what you're doing with the one hand, essentially, the rest yeah. of the dance moves can be entirely shit, whereas <laughs> the Kinect sort of senses everything, and if your leg is out of place, it's going, your leg is wrong, and you're oh, yeah, it, that is the bonus of the Wii because you could just stand there and shake your arm about and yeah. just do the hokey-cokey and it won't really know what the hell you're doing. Can you just get one big beefy arm? <laughs> you can, yeah. You get one one fantastic muscle. That's why I've got such good upper body strength, just on one side. The other side, not so much. But I've got the... Um, such a tangent on the games I've got the Michael Jackson experience, which is a dancing game. You shouldn't take any other notice of what the title says. But... um. 
That's that's quite good. It's knackering though. You do thriller, and it has it actually in levels. Do you want to do it the easy level, the intermediate, or do you want to do the expert? Like a tit, I thought I would do the expert level once. <laughs> I had to stop. I couldn't continue. It was just no. <laughs> I want to play that now because when I was at school, the once we did like it, we had a Halloween school show thing, and the one bit was that we, we did like the thriller, and I was Michael Jackson, <laughs> right at the front in my big like red unitard thing, looking absolutely <laughs> terrifying, unintentionally terrifying as well. And I still remember most of the dance, which is really sad because if if it ever comes on somewhere and I'm drunk enough, I'll start doing it, and people look at me like, "What's wrong with you?" I want to take part in one of those big street dances where they do it because they were all the rage for a little while and someone tried to do it in one of the towns near here but sadly didn't have the license so uh, yeah we weren't allowed to so but that was I would love to do that that would be awesome that would be fun. so much fun yeah enjoy that too good times yeah I've gone on a tangent here haven't we little bit what should we get on to next oh I know you went to go see the new Amazing Spider-Man, didn't you? I so did. <sighs> Two of my colleagues have seen it the weekend and they said it, they enjoyed it. Right, I'm going to I'm gonna go out on a limb here and I'm going to say something that I'm pretty sure I'm going to get a bit of a backlash for, simply because I already had one from my own husband. Oh, it's better than Raimi's films. Just let that one sink in. Just, just ruminate on that for a while, listeners. <laughs> say that one again, because you broke up a bit. What was that? I think it's, I think it's better than Raimi's movies. Oh, oh yeah, I'm sure it is. Rich entirely bit my head off at that. He was like, no, Spider-Man 2 was the greatest comic film up until Batman Begins came out. And then we just have to pretend that the Batman films don't exist because they're so fucking good. Nobody's ever going to touch them. So it's still the best. (laughs) (laughs) So so what, Rich, right, here's the thing. It's not, though, because this is better. (laughs) (laughs) I've got, you know, I've got to be honest. Tobey Maguire, bit of a twat. I just, I, I, oh... I couldn't get on with him. I didn't have a problem with Tobey Maguire. I think that the problem for me was some of the decisions they made with the Raimi films just didn't Mm. sit well with me. Like, although I know it's a part of Spidey's history, I didn't like the fact that he did the underground wrestling because I don't think that's something that people, even super-powered people of his age, would do nowadays. Like, it's... It's not a thing anymore. And I found that a really bizarre decision to keep in. And I I, I, I hated the way they wrote Mary Jane because Mary Jane is not a limp leaf of flappy lettuce constantly getting captured by things and going, oh, help me, Spider-Man. She's not a damsel in distress. She's not. Occasionally stuff happens to her because she happens to know Spider-Man, but it's not like it's never... She's got sass and she's never like... Even when she's frightened, she doesn't act like she is. But yeah, in those yeah. movies, she was just written so goddamn awfully. And I think that's why I preferred this film, because I'm not going to spoil it, because it's relatively recent. So <laughs> give, me, give me till at least the next episode. <laughs> I do think in terms of writing, this film was infinitely better. Yeah. Andrew Garfield is, he is Peter Parker. Yeah. He just eats. And he looks really good in the trailer for it. Well, I was really worried about him, actually, because in the trailer they kept showing him, like, with his hood up, looking all like an emo twat, and I was really... (laughs) But actually, he's really, really good. And do you know what? I've got a massive crush on him now. Didn't before. (laughs) No, I haven't. Um, (laughs) Oh, I've I've got a massive crush on... uh, Is it Chris Hemsworth or whatever his name? Thor? Thor, yeah. Oh, hello. Yeah, I can think about him for a moment or three. (laughs) But... (laughs) It's funny with me because I really like sort of men who, who look a bit nerdy and 
and they're very intelligent. So I've always kind of had a Peter Parker's like been one of the characters who I've always thought if he existed as a guy, I would obviously fancy him. And I think Andrew Garfield's probably as close as I'm ever going to get. So he's blatantly now my biggest crush. Yeah. He's brilliant in it. I think all of the the casting choices were good. I was worried about Emma Stone because I don't yeah. particularly rate her as an actress, but I actually thought it, she was she was good. And the way they wrote Gwen was not once was she in any sort of flapping damsel in distress danger. There were times she was around danger, but you know she she, she has brains and she got out the way and she you know mm. she did she wasn't a twat about. <laughs> I do feel sorry for her playing Gwen Stacy because anyone who knows Spider-Man yeah. knows what's going to happen to her. So you you, you kind of you have to feel for her a little bit. <laughs> I think the, the only thing I didn't I couldn't buy from her was there was a bit where she said now I can't remember whether she said she was seventeen or or nineteen, but she was talking to <laughs> she was talking to Captain Stacy. She was like, for God's sake, Dad, I'm nineteen. Leave me alone. Slams the door in his face. I was like, you're not nineteen. Not nineteen. <laughs> not nineteen. <laughs> <laughs> and I just had a bit of a laugh. But like, there were, if I was going to pick on anything in the film, that there'd be two things, and they were so infinitesimally small, and I don't think I pronounced that right because I'm so overexcited, um, <laughs> that that they didn't bother me overall. Was that the CGI on Lizard's face at the end? It yeah. was bad in terms of looking unrealistic because it actually did look pretty good I thought. It was mm. bad in terms of not looking like a lizard. <laughs> he looked like a dinosaur. <laughs> well it's funny because my, my friend at work said to me today that, that it's just like you, really good, really enjoyed it, cast a brilliant, but the CGI on, on the lizard, on the croc, whatever, was not great. But you said it, it's not like you can put a man in the suit and just have that. I said, no, it's not like you can do old Doctor Who type stuff. It's all like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle suits. <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. Um, oh, bless um, them. Love them. The lizard, I think it was, it was, uh, yeah, no, it was just his face that I had a problem with, really, because it just, yeah. it, it didn't look like a lizard. It looked like a human cross of a dinosaur. And I was thinking, dude's called lizard. He can't not look like a lizard. <laughs> like a lizard. <laughs> he's, he's, that's his name but aside from that there was there was one other thing and that was there's a scene and it, it, it was a scene where there was quite a lot of dramatic tension but the soundtrack was like somebody had got a sledgehammer and gone hello piano and then there was a bit of silence and then boom again and I was like oh for god's sake somebody stop torturing that poor piano <laughs> I got really upset. But um, aside from that, I'm pretty mu- Yeah, I think everything else was... The fights were great. Spider-Man yeah. was really qu- quippy. One of my favourite bits, and this isn't a spoiler because it's just a word, but um, he goes to sort of like catch a guy's head between his legs and he just shouts, crotch, at him. <laughs> Which, I was tiddling myself in the cinema. I thought it was brilliant. Because um, I think that lacked a lot in Raimi's as well. Like, Spider-Man did talk a lot when he fought but he wasn't particularly funny i didn't think. yeah i mean yeah. maybe i'm just remembering richard's decided i need to watch the first two films again 
I think he's, he said that his problem was that he just couldn't get into it because he's so familiar with Spidey's origin and they made so few... Cha- I mean, there are a couple of changes and I actually kind of preferred them. But for, for the most part, his origin is so much the same that Rich said, I couldn't enjoy it because I felt like I'd watched it all before. Whereas it was it was totally the opposite for me. But I forgot the other ones existed because this one was so much better. So I suppose it depends on how much you're in love with the Raimi films. Yeah. As to how much you'll probably enjoy this one. Because he did say that he thought that um, the rest of the film was quite good. It's just that he felt like a good hour's worth of it was unnecessary to him. But then can't you say the same about the Batman reboots? Because you're just hearing the same story again. Although I suppose I suppose Batman Begins did go a little bit darker and deeper. Mm. But then I'm not a huge Batman fan, so... I've seen how Rich is, like, he... I think if he could have sex with Batman, he would. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that's like proper boy crush, that old man crush, I should say, for old bats. Yeah, he's, um, he's so excited about seeing The Dark Knight Rises on Friday that I think if it's not as good as he's expecting, well, he already told me that if he's not as good as he's expecting, he'll be really upset. But if it is as good as he's expecting, he won't be able to watch any other films ever again because nothing will be as good as it. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think is a slight over-exaggeration because Anchorman 2 comes out next year, doesn't it, or the year after? It does, doesn't it, yeah. There's that. Couldn't even get on with number one of that. But oh, there you go. Yeah. Anchorman. I'll have to watch it again because I tried watching it and I had to switch it off because I got bored with it. Oh, I love yeah. it. I do, but I think you have to have a certain bizarre sense of humour to, to gel with it. I don't think it's everybody's yeah. um, cup of joe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, no, I mean, I've got... It's a girl I work with, and she is Batman mad. It's great. It's, it's lovely because I've got some people at work I can talk geek stuff to, and it's brilliant. And and I can talk to her about it, and she cannot wait for the new Batman movie, and she loved the other two that he did. And I'm like, do you know what? I watched them on DVD, and yeah, they are good films, but I'm not a fan. I much prefer Tim Burton's first two. I think it depends what sort of angle you prefer because... yeah. I can, I can, Rich will think that you're a mental for that, but I can understand it because although I think Nolan's films are amazeballs, like top tits Mm. fantastic, at the same time, if you don't want a more serious, slightly more realistic Batman and you want the kind of sort of almost black humorish kind of Batman, then I can see why you'd go for, for Burton's films because they are a lot less sort of sensible I guess yeah you know they are a lot less sensible (laughs) I mean Batman and Robin is probably still the worst thing that's ever gone into my eyes Uh, yes it is but yes it it, so is Sucker Punch but that's completely different but yes it is (laughs) luckily I've never seen Sucker Punch don't ever 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 watch it I um, (laughs) I had an argument with somebody the once because they said you can't judge it unless you've seen it and I went no right the point of a trailer is to help me judge a film as to whether I want to see it or not that trailer made me want to gouge out my own eyes (laughs) so I know I'm not gonna it's like people who say you can't judge Twilight till you've seen it I saw a trailer for it and it made me think that it looked like a pile of garbage I watched 20 minutes of it and was, you know, reaffirmed of that fact. I <laughs> stopped. Yeah, I, I watched Twilight up until the point that the vampire had body glitter in the sun. And I thought, no, you fucking twats. No, and I had to switch it off. I mean, I think I might have watched one and two now, but it's it's like High School Musical. I've managed to watch most of them just because I, I flicked through the channels and capture a scene <laughs> in between the break for something else just to fill the time. And that's how I've managed to watch some of Twilight. 
and the only time I watched any more Twilight is when the very quite good-looking fit body werewolf was on the screen. <laughs> it's just he, he's, he had a well-sculpted chest, and I just lingered on the channel. Does he watch um, True Blood at all? Do you? Because there's a there's a, a werewolf in that who's a little bit delightful. <laughs> I do. I don't, and I should, because quite frankly, from what I remember that I have seen of True Blood, it's basically soft porn. And it's easier. I should have just kept up with it, because, yeah, that would have been something for me to linger on, but no, I can't be asked because the... Oh, what's, what's the... Is it, is it Anna Paquin? No. Yeah, is it Anna Paquin? Yeah. I can't stand her. She drives me up the wall. Do you know what? She's shit, isn't she? <laughs> pretty much only watched that program now because like I liked it up until I think it was series three there was this absolutely fucking brilliant villain in it called Russell and and he disappeared for series four and series four was quite possibly the worst series of anything ever but at the very end they hinted at the return of Russell and me and Rich were like shit now we've got to watch series five Um, (laughs) and so we have been and it's really annoying because I think there's been about five episodes now and, and Russell's been in them for about like three minutes in total which fucking irritating but I do get to look at Alexander Skarsgård and the bloke who plays Alcide with their yeah. tops off quite a lot so and you know the guy who plays Bill's not not unattractive <laughs> <laughs> and Sam actually so you know <laughs> it's just I mean, a bit tough isn't it it is really you know there's a nice bit of totty about to watch and I'll, I'll enjoy them for that but Anna Paquin's just a bit shit and she's really annoying and I just she's one of those you, it's, it's like Kristen Stewart you just want to punch him in the face yeah it's just sometimes we, I just want to slap her and go grow up woman <laughs> grow up and will you just especially Kristen Stewart will you just fucking smile is it that hard mm-hmm. you just just ah, oh, she's annoying. She does look like a trout, doesn't she? It's not just she does. <laughs> yeah. And if you keep looking down, love, you're gonna get one hell of a bad neck. You are. Sort it out. Oh, I just, you could say that I don't like her. Are you, have you seen No White and the Huntsman? Because although it has her in it, Chris Hemsworth. I know, as the hunter, mm, that's just dreamy. He, he wields an axe from what I've heard. I know. He just took the words right out of my mouth. He wields an axe. <laughs> <And I, laughs> And I bet he knows how to wield it. <laughs> oh dear, I'm getting a bit of a sexual image. <laughs> Is it just? It was just a subtle one, but <laughs> I, I, no, I enjoyed it. I'm not going to argue. Doesn't <laughs> mean my friend to say, you know, bit of a giggity moment there. <laughs> <laughs> To be fair, though, when is there not a giggity moment when you're looking at Chris Hemsworth? <laughs> it's just permanently giggity, 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 giggity. Oh. I feel like maybe we should like stir this back to more. We should, probably should, because it's getting very smutty, and not that I mind, but... Well, I don't mind, but I'm pretty sure most of my listeners are my husband, so... <laughs> I don't think he wants to hear about me go, ha, 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 Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> we really should, we, yeah, and in that case, we shouldn't even consider talking about Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh, <laughs> do you know what? Don't get him started on that, because I don't know if you know that that essentially originated as Twilight fan fiction, with all the names changed. Really? <laughs> yeah. And Rich, just every time he hears about it, he's like, why does everybody want to read it? Because it's terribly written. And, you know, how is it okay that I can go into work and all the women there could be talking about Fifty Shades of Grey, which is just porn, right? But I'll come <laughs> to my friend, oh, I saw this porno film last night. 
he gets really upset about it because I think he works in an office that's mostly women and they all yeah. pretend like they're too good for porn but they'll read book. I don't know it's a wonderful commentary on you know women's place in society and he's like it's even I know it's not it's just porn in a book it's just an erotic novel that is poorly written but it's it's like bubblegum reading you don't need a brain to read it but you can if you're single like I am you can get a little bit hot under the collar thinking oh hello <laughs> sex <laughs> <laughs> And that's what I thought I was getting when I started reading the True Blood, the books that True Blood's based on. But there's barely any sex in it at all. <laughs> I was like, oh, disappointed. I mean, um, hooray. <laughs> You just feel a bit let down. Obviously, Rich should work in my studio because we don't really care for political correctness or, you know, if he says he wants to watch a, p- a porn movie at one point, it's fine. You can come in our room and talk about it. Oh, see, he works with a lot of... Um... I'm going to say slightly prudish people and also <laughs> like very strict Christian people. <laughs> I don't know how they get away with talking about Fifty Shades of Grey, like, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. They wouldn't survive in, our, in, in any of our office at all, I don't think. No, not at all. <laughs> uh, I'm glad, all I'm saying is I'm glad I don't work there because I think I'd probably have been fired. <laughs> Me too. Because the amount of times I would have dropped the C-bomb because of some stupid twat of a client. You just... <laughs> or because of some stupid celebrity, like, I don't know, Cheryl Cole. I don't know. Or Amanda Holden. Toppers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Okay. Pop culture. Anyway. <laughs> on topic. Right, what do I want to talk about? Oh, yeah. So I finished talking about Spider-Man, so it's really good. Go and see. <laughs> I shall. Yeah. I want to talk about do you read the walking dead state of interest i i tried it out for a while mm-hmm. and i did like it and then i just didn't really seem to read it anymore after that <laughs> okay because it, <laughs> it, it just hit issue 100 and it's quite funny because rich reads it yeah doesn't like it but he still reads it um, it's brilliant so <laughs> but we had a bit of a chat about it the other day because i couldn't quite decide how i felt about it because i think I don't know how much I should spoil. I'm not going to spoil the actual issue, but I'm scared that I'm going to spoil some of the previous ones. <laughs> oh, just so, you know what? Yeah. Spoilers, everybody. Spoilers. <laughs> if you don't want to hear it, then fucking take your earplugs out. Okay. Walking spoilers. <laughs> a go-go here. Um, the, the, the problem with Walking Dead is that from the start, Robert Kirkman has been very open with the idea that nobody in this universe is safe. Like, a very important, well, who you thought were very important characters and main characters have quite consistently just died <laughs> in horribly, horribly gruesome ways. Um, nice. So that you've always sort of been a bit on, like, on the edge of your seat thinking, oh no, what's going to happen now? And the problem is that he's kind of, he's already done everything that could possibly shock you, I feel, in terms of, there was, oh, I don't, this was a very long time ago, so I think I'll spoil it, but I'm really sorry to anybody who doesn't want to know this, please turn off now. Towards the sort of, I can't remember, I think it was in the issue like 30s or something, Yeah. Rick's wife and newborn baby got shot dead by a bloke. Jesus. Yeah, by a bloke called the governor who he basically royally screwed over Rick, treated Michonne like an absolute piece of de- like the things he did to her were kind of sickening. Um yeah. and then just barged into the prison and and let Rip and and Laurie and their newborn baby copped it. And I, I think after you've had a villain like the governor and after you've had an issue like that it's very difficult for me to get to a place where anything will shock me anymore. Yeah. And what happened in this issue was 
issue 100 was very very sad but i don't feel like i care anymore is oh, i've realized because because it's been so ingrained in me by now that anybody could die at any minute i'm not that bothered yeah. that i do and the way in which this per- oh, i've just given away that somebody dies in this issue haven't i <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, someone obviously dies. We just just try not to tiptoe around this. It's really difficult for me because I'm terrible with spoilers. You probably shouldn't say he or she. Just say they. Just go on with they. Said said person. (laughs) But the way in which they die is obviously Robert Kirkman trying to set somebody else up as the big bad. Right. But we've had the governor already. Yeah. And he was such a double hard bastard. Like, stone cold, I'm surprised he was even alive because he's got so little of a heart. (laughs) (laughs) That I I cannot see this new person. Bad, yeah. Being anywhere near that bad, which makes me, like, I'm not excited to see where it goes. Um, yeah. And it seemed like what Kirkman wrote into this issue was trying to make him out like he was going to be as bad as, uh, as the governor. And it just felt kind of pantomime almost because the dialogue was just awful because mm. he was trying to ingrain it into that like, this guy is pure evil. And I'm like, well, yeah. you know, on governor levels, no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's really, I found it really difficult because I really do enjoy The Walking Dead. But I, that issue made me realise that He's overdone it now with the idea of, you know, life being fine yeah. and people dying hit left, right and centre and I don't I don't I don't care anymore. Yeah, do you mean do you think now that it's kinda of done its course and maybe it's coming to an end or do you think there's room still for new stories? I don't know. I mean I'd like for it to keep going because I do enjoy the book. It's just that yeah. he needs to do something to get me to care about the characters again because yeah. I'm so detached from them because I'm expecting them to die like every issue. But it's <laughs> <laughs> quite a nice surprise. Oh, yay, they're alive. <laughs> yeah, you get to an end of an issue and you're like, fuck me, nobody died. <laughs> it's Yeah, I just I find it I find it strange. Yeah. And it, like I say, I mean, this, the setting up of this guy to be sort of the next governor is, is stupid because he's, he's failing miserably because essentially all he did was give him some terrible dialogue and, and put like the word fuck or shit every other word. Uh, like, well, that's, how, that's the big bad for you all over, isn't it? Yeah, how people talk. I mean, I must be fucking evil as shit. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. All the time. <laughs> if swearing is an indication of evilness, then I'm pretty sure I'm, uh, I'm the devil. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. But yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, I'm obviously, I'm going to keep getting it, just yeah, know, see how it plays out. But I, ju- I just don't know how much it's got left in it for me yeah. to care. <laughs> but that seems to be a bit of a theme with some titles now. It's just, I just don't know that I care anymore. A hundred issues is a long time for me to care. It is. Yeah. It is. It's, that's, that's, a, <laughs> that's a long attention span, that is. Yeah. A hundred issues. So, I don't know, maybe it just needs a refresh. Maybe it needs to have a bit of a reboot somehow. don't know. Because how many more zombie stories can you possibly tell? Well, this is the thing. I mean, the biggest thing about The Walking Dead is that a lot of it is, is less about zombies so much as it is about surviving in a world where zombies happen to exist, if that makes sense. <laughs> so a lot of it is more about interacting <laughs> with other people and, uh, you know... It's, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I just uh, I just think I've, I've grown to not like the characters as much as maybe I should possibly because I've been really mm. guarded thinking they're all just going to pop it one day <laughs> but yeah it definitely it, needs something to 
it's it's a bit like it's like we don't have horror movies anymore. Not really. You just have lots of like sore and stuff, and that just makes you so used to seeing really bloody ends to people that you just you just don't really care anymore. You know, you just wonder what the next gory death is going to be and how cool it's going to look on screen, or if it might make you vomit a little bit in your mouth. <laughs> I did wonder, you know, if there ended up being sort of six saw films. <laughs> the premise of this literally just people fall into traps. <laughs> I know. It's just like, God, after six times, you think you'd have a fucking clue, wouldn't you? <laughs> Although that jigsaw is the scariest thing I've ever seen in my life. Fucking hell. I hate that. Yeah, I, I watched... <sighs> I watched I watched the first one. I don't think I saw the second one, but I did see one where her hair got trapped in a vice-like thing and it started ripping her scalp off. I thought that's a bit nasty. I, think, I don't I don't think I've se- I've definitely seen Saw one, which I actually thought was very clever. Yeah, uh, that was. And I've yeah. seen bits of two, three, and four. I've never seen all of them. And the one bit that I clearly remember that I thought was absolutely fell was like there was a key to to the room to get out of the room in a box and a, a little hole, like a little flappy to put your hand in the box. But the problem yeah. was you don't realise until you put your hand in the box that the flappy had like razor sharp edges. So as soon as you try to pull your hand back out of the box, you just totally slice most of your arm off. (laughs) And this woman was sort of stood there for ages, just looking at basically half her arm and and not wanting to pull it any further out of the box, but just sort of standing there thinking, what the fuck do I do now? (laughs) And I was was just thinking, oh, oh, somebody take it away. It's so gross. And I think I'm wondering, like, how did you come up with this? That's quite obscene. (laughs) I was having this conversation with my friend up, on the way home from work because we're horror movie nut we really are and we're talking about the Saw movies and I think what sick motherfucker comes up with these ideas of films and these death scenes you got what kind of a childhood did you have you know <laughs> it is slightly terrifying it's, re- it's, it's like those um, oh what wow, there's a really disturbing film that The Human Centipede I haven't even watched all of it I can't stomach to and um, no I, I I couldn't I could barely watch the South Park parody of it so <laughs> I didn't even know they did one, but that must be hilarious. I think it was the human sent iPad or something. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine where that went. Yeah, no. Just the idea, because Rich told me that that's actually not a very good film at all. But just the idea of someone shitting in my mouth puts me off looking oh, no. at it. I just it, can't it, even look at it. It's horrible. No, I can't. They've shown it on sci-fi, which I still don't understand why they changed their name to look so fucking stupid. But... Yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, bless them. But I, they show it on their late night sometimes, and I've seen snippets, and yes, it is a dreadful, dreadful movie with awful acting, but I can't watch it for the same reason. I just know... Ugh, no. <laughs> this is the thing. You can, you can tell yourself they're not really shitting in each other's faces as much as you <laughs> like, but it still looks very much like they are. <laughs> it still looks a bit real, and I feel sorry for her that she's the only one alive in between two dead people. Yeah. You know? oh. I know. I can't be doing with that. Give, give me Halloween, and by Halloween, I mean the original uh, <laughs> Carpenter ones, not the fucking Rob Zombie ones, because they're awful. I haven't seen either. Oh, I've got to say, I'm not very good at horror films. Like I am, and not because I'm scared of them. It's just because like they weren't a thing that my family used to watch. And so, by the time I moved in with Rich, he realised that I hadn't seen, you know, any good films. <laughs> my family used to watch like Arnold Schwarzenegger films and then shit chick flicks, and that was about it. <laughs> but it's like if oh, it was just congeniality or The Running Man, then I hadn't seen it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, well, I think I watched my first horror movie, which was a Freddy Krueger one when I was about seven. And then I was I was off sick from school once and my mum came home with a Freddy Krueger movie. So I thought you might enjoy this. She was right. I did. <laughs> <laughs> See, I watched that. I think I was about 17 or 18 and I was watching it thinking this isn't even slightly scary. But then, you know, the bit with the body bag where he's just stood yeah. there, like in the yeah. body bag looking terrifying. That really played on my mind for some reason. I don't know. <laughs> I just went to bed and I was like, what's that in the back of my door? Oh my God, it's a body in a body bag. No, it's a bench. It's just your dressing gown. Hung up on a hanger. Shut up. Yeah. That's just the worst part is when you switch everything off and then it's dark and then your imagination kicks in and you're like, oh, fuck. I used to always have a nightmare that there'd be some sh- mad shooter behind the curtain. That used to freak me out. I don't know why I thought that. I had, um, we went to a cottage in Wales a few years ago for a friend's birthday and we'd yes. taken like, all of our consoles down there because we thought we'll go out in the day and then we'll just play video games and get drunk and it'd be great. But we, <laughs> we couldn't get the consoles to work on the telly. We even went out and bought a universal remote. We still couldn't get it. <laughs> so we ended up going to the nearest Tesco and buying a load of cheap DVDs and one of the ones we got was the Sarah Michelle Gellar version of The Grudge, which oh, Jesus. terrible, <laughs> terrible crock of shite movie. But after it had finished... My sister went upstairs to get changed for bed. Rich went to the toilet upstairs and, and my sister's then partner went to the toilet downstairs. So I was like, I'm just going to go to the pantry and get some of the drinks then. Well, the pantry was uh, was downstairs, wasn't it? In a basement. Oh, dear. Oh, area. no. And then all I could think was that... Uh, uh, <laughs> And I was been slightly scared of it when I was watching the film. And actually, while I was watching it, I was going, God, this is bollocks. When will it end? But as <laughs> I was on my own in a dark and slightly unfamiliar place. I was like, I'm going to get eaten by a terrifying Japanese woman with her throat. <laughs> I don't know. I know. I was like that with oh, Candyman. I mean, I've got horror movies in my DVD collection, but I will not put Candyman in my collection. I watched that and it freaked me the fuck out. My biggest thing about Candyman is the soundtrack. There's this piece of like really eerie piano music at the very beginning of the film. And I, yeah. whenever I think of it, I'm thinking of it now and I can't get it out. Like I can never get it in my head and it really upsets me because it's it sounds kind of like like a child's music box, but gone really... Oh, I hate child music box type soundtracks. Oh, and it, uh, it's really upsetting and I really yeah. hate it. I mean, the film itself, I... I I didn't find that bad, but I think I probably watched it when I was about 20. <laughs> <laughs> well, I watched it in my teens. And uh, the way my bedroom used to be put around is that I've got a nice big window that, look, that go, looks out onto the street because we live in a bungalow. And there's a there's a street lamp right outside the top of our drive. So I've got that shining through and I have blinds on my window. So you get fantastic reflections and shadows oh. cast all the time. <laughs> but, <laughs> I watched Candyman. I'm going to have to stop saying his name because I'm saying it too many times. You see, like, this is what it does to me. But, but I'm not near a mirror. I'm okay. You're okay. Right. You're fine. I'm all right. I'm fine. It's okay. That for ages now. You've made me want to watch it. Well, I'm, I watched it and then it was a very, it was like a full moon night. So it was quite light, big shadows. And I could, you could see in the bedroom, you know, lights are off, but you could see. And I, where my bed, my bed faced, full length mirror hung on the wall. <laughs> And I, and I shut my bed at night, you know, at my bed. I shut my bedroom door at night to sleep. And I'm laying there and I'm thinking, there's a mirror there. <laughs> fuck for, I'm like, fuck that for a laugh. So I get up because I couldn't sleep. I get out of bed. I take the mirror off the wall, turn it around, lean it against the wall, go back to bed. And I'm out like a light. I just... <laughs> 
it's funny with me that the fact that like a lot of things that scare me aren't things that are supposed to scare me. Like, because um, last year we had uh, a, a film like a horror movie marathon for um, Halloween because Richard decided he'd had enough of me not seeing films. Um, <laughs> so, so we watched um, Invasion of the Body Snatchers, which I, I very much enjoyed, uh, and then we watched what was it, Thirty Days of Night, which I had already seen, but we picked it because we wanted a good spread of like you know creepy things and vampires and and yeah. zombies and and then we watched um friday the 13th which i'd not seen before and then we watched brain dead and uh, i don't know if you've ever seen brain dead i haven't seen that one no it's uh it's a peter jackson film with some of the world's most terrifying animatronic shit in it you will ever see in your life i just oh. totally freaked out because it's actually a sort of it's it's a comedy horror and it's a really good film but Certain animatronics really upset me, like in Total Recall, when his head's like almost exploding when he's on Mars. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, one of the scariest things. About it. And the bit where he's pulling that sensor down his nose, and it's like blatantly yeah. a fake Arnie head. That's one of the scariest things ever. And it's not meant to be, it's just supposed to be a guy pulling a sensor out of his nose, but that terrifies me. Uh, that and E.T. But other <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, on the lines of E.T., do you... Do you remember a kid show? I don't know because you're a little bit younger than me, just a tiny little bit. Do you remember Terror Hawks? Did you ever see the Terror Hawks? No. That was like, is it was it Jerry Anderson who did all of um, Thunderbirds and all of that stuff? Mm-hmm. I think that was. He did this program called Terror Hawks, and there was this evil witch in it. I swear, she's as scary as <laughs> fuck. <laughs> Scared the shit out of me. Oh, no. And I wasn't very old when I watched it, and we before we moved. Uh, where we are now here in, in Suffolk I lived in Crawley and uh, the night we were moving out I vividly remember this, this is how much it freaked me out, there's a packing box in the bedroom, there's a back black bin liner over it and the way my nightlight, yeah I had a nightlight I was cool, <laughs> the way that shone across the creases of the bag covering this box, swear to god it made out the shape of this evil looking witchy bitch that scared <laughs> the shit out of me oh, oh. I'll have to find a picture of it and I'll put it on my Facebook page because <clears> it just, it freaked me out. Oh, it's funny how things freak you out because I was in a toy shop with Rich the other day and they've recently released some E.T. action figures and there's like one of just yeah. him, which is scary enough, but there's another one where he's dressed as a little old lady and I was like, what are you doing to me? <laughs> I couldn't look at it in the store. <laughs> I'm so pathetic. My friend doesn't like prosthetics. She hates them. So she will not watch The Grinch with Jim Carrey and she won't watch uh, The Cat in the Hat and she um, yeah she really hates those films because of their look at their faces and stuff and there's oh well she doesn't like Oompa Loompas in the original Charlie and the Chocolate Factory I can't watch um, (laughs) Planet of the Apes because I don't like their faces yeah they are a bit weird though to be fair they're they're bloody weird but if you sing the Oompa Loompa song to her it totally freaks her out it's it's fun (laughs) (laughs) but you should definitely watch Brain Dead because it's um it's a really good film, but I just want you to understand, like, the rat thing at the start, that's that's just the tip of the fucking iceberg, and that's that's scary as balls, so... <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's a good film, though. So, who, like, Peter Jackson's obviously got pretty severe mommy issues, though, which you will realise if you watch it. <laughs> well, I've made a note of it, so I'll have to look out for it and uh, see if I can find it nice and cheap. I think you, it's, it's pretty old now, so it wouldn't surprise me if it was, like, two quid somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
what else you got on for your well, chatting about? What, what else you're reading? To talk about, and one thing is very much I very much hated. So I think I'm going to talk about that first, so I can at least end on a happy note with the other one. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to preface this by saying, right, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. I like yeah. the first two, the first three trades. Was Black Dossier the third? I think it was. Or was it the fourth? Yeah. I liked the first oh, number of trades. <laughs> <laughs> And I think it was either last year or the year before, Century 1969 came out, which I thought was garbage. Well, not garbage, but it wasn't very good. So when they announced that Century 2009 was coming out this year, I pre-ordered it because I thought maybe 1969 was just a blip and maybe he's back on form and it's going to be great. And I feel I should preface this by saying that I've talked to a lot of people about this and they all seem to tell me, and it really bothered me because don't tell me what I think. Um, <laughs> a lot of people told me that my opinion of this book is obviously coloured by you know the whole before watchman brouhaha of stealing characters and hypocrisy and blah 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 so i'm going to review this entirely taking that out of out of the equation so let's forget that alan moore pitched a hissy fit about people stealing characters that he kind of stole to begin with and let's forget about all the characters that he stole and then put in this book in a completely hypocritical manner let's put that to one side one side right okay not even going to contemplate that century okay. 2009 is set obviously 30 years after 1969 and essentially we're coming up to the end of the world if the league of extraordinary gentlemen don't stop it fine okay except half of the league are not there the that are there seem to be devoid of their original personalities. The villain big bad thing that's going to cause the apocalypse is one of the shittiest characters I've ever read in my entire life. <gasps> the book is very, very short, so it gives you very little time to give a shit. <laughs> and and Frank, I felt like Alan Moore was spent the entire book just sort of laughing in my face. Like, he's always... A lot of his stuff has revolved around like random sex scenes when they don't really need to be there. But for the most part, I've let it go because they've been in the middle of, you know, good stories that have been enjoyable to read and, you know, exciting. This book, it just didn't have any suspense or tension. It had no humour. It, it, yeah. it tried very hard to be clever but kind of failed miserably. And, and it seemed like every ba every scene had something in the background that just really pissed me off like there was one double page thread of just like a section of london i think it was and every sign had like a sexual innuendo or like a slightly misspelt swear word or just something mm. like just put in there to go oh look i can put the word cunt in my book because i've spelt it c-n-u-t <laughs> And I think you're a cunt. And it's just like, it's like, literally, to me, it read like, going, you, you'll read fucking anything. And I felt like a fool when I finished. I genuinely felt like a twat. Like I'd gone, yeah. like I finished reading it and I thought, I'm actually angry at myself that I've read this. I'm really upset that I spent money on it and that I thought it was good. Because you know, people keep saying to me as well, like, oh, you knew you didn't like 1969. So, you know, well, excuse me for having a bit of hope. <laughs> I had hoped that it would be better. Yeah, I don't think I'll be reading it. <laughs> I, I don't think you should. Um, it sounds a bit shit. Like, the biggest problem for me is that I actually genuinely liked a lot of the characters from the, the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. And I really enjoyed most of the preceding books so to have half of the characters missing and then one of them i'm gonna spoil this now because 
Go on. If you haven't read it yet, you're probably not that bothered I'm anyway. Not really gonna, I'm not really going to. It sounds shit. <laughs> it's actual garbage. Um, I was, uh, I've got to say, I was in a mood for the entire evening. After, I, And that sounds really pathetic on my part because, you know, it's just a book for fuck's sake. But, I don't know, I just hoped. I had hoped that Alan Moore was the kind of bloke who you know, wouldn't think I'm just going to shove in any old garbage yeah. and have people go, oh, it's Alan Moore, so i on it. But it's obvious that he's realised that a lot of people simply buy his books because they're his books. Yeah. And I feel right. like, I feel stupid now that I've become one of those people because I've read other Alan Moore stuff. Like, I read this thing the once, I can't even remember what it's called now. It was like The Archway or some bollocks. Like, it wasn't called that at all. But it was, it was something very similar. Um... And it was, it was, that was a crock of absolutely terrible shite. But I don't know, I think it's just because I, you know, previously I'd had an interest in the series. And But yeah, you just, you know, when you like something, you hope that the next new one's going to match up to your expectations. But if he's just acting like a bit of a cunt himself, then it's a bit like, what's his name? George fucking Lucas. He's a bit of a cunt as well. Yeah. You know, it's that kind of thing. Just because you're a big name now, you still have to come up with goods and write something want to you know we want to read don't just think we're buying it because it's your name on it that's just taking the piss and it's taking our money i, I tell you what you know I, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna spoil this now and i may cut this out when the episode actually goes out but i feel like i need to rant about it now <laughs> now we've started talking about it <laughs> the the villain for this book he never actually says his name but it's obviously harry potter <laughs> excellent and when I found that out, Rich told me this about two days before um, my book got dispatched and I forgot to cancel it. Because <laughs> he, t- he told me about it and I was like, shit, I pre-ordered that and that sounds awful now. He, g- he does everything he can to not say his name, but he's a kid who, who goes to a magical school and he's got magical friends and you have to get um, you have to walk through a wall on a pla- in a platform in King's Cross to get to the station to get to said school and he's got a scar on his forehead and all this sort of stuff. But, like... I said I wasn't going to rant about the hypocrisy of stealing other people's characters, but I think if you are if you are going to steal somebody's character, which he obviously obviously has, if you are going to do it, like kind of be a little bit respectful about it in the sense that I mean, at one point, like Harry's clearly gone mad from I don't know what. Like yeah. I would assume the fact that you know he's now the guy who's going to cause the apocalypse. But at one point, he tries that like him and a couple of the members of the league are having a bit of a fight. And he shoots them with electric jizz from his massive throbbing penis. <laughs> and it's just, I just I just looked at that and I thought, that is you. Uh, that is you just sort of sticking your cock in J.K. Rowling's ear for no reason. <laughs> it's like you're just being a massive dick. Like, you've just taken a character that a lot of people know and love and yeah. gone, huh, huh, I'm going to get his cock out. <laughs> like... <laughs> It's just pathetic. Just I mean, have some original ideas and, you know, write something with a little bit of substance and, and fucking, oh, I just... Is, um, is he is he just a little bit pissed off because when his film, when, you know, when his book was taken and done into a film, it was shit. And it's possibly the last thing that Sean Connery ever did. And, and Potter's just better. I think he's just sort of gone a bit doolally because yeah. a lot of practically worship him and i think he's probably got it into his head now that you know he's the greatest thing he's the greatest comics thing since that you know sliced bread because of watchman and, and mm. v and you know what watchman and v were brilliant yeah i'll give you that but there's no to be a dickhead about <laughs> everything else <laughs> it's just, it's just no, you know, 
It's just no need for it. And uh, and it re- like the fact that it's still on my shelf annoys me. Every now and again, I look round and I just see it there, and I think, oh fuck you, Century Two Thousand Nine, get out of my face. <laughs> and it's- but I've, I've thought about selling it on eBay because I don't want to throw it away, even though that's kind of how I feel about it. Because I spent it's kind of fitting, yeah. Yeah, I spent I only spent seven pound on it, but you know that's seven pound. I don't want to just oh, put it pound, in. Yeah, um, oh, on eBay. Sell on fact, eBay. If anybody wants it after this glowing review, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> if they think that you're blazingly wrong in your opinion and they've not yet read it, just get in contact with Stace Bob. And, Do you know what? Uh, it was quite funny. The day after I reviewed it, somebody I know put like a, a put up on Twitter. I've just finished reading Century Two Thousand Nine. Fucking brilliant, wasn't it? And I thought, I can't I can't reply to this because I'll go, no, it isn't, and then start a rant that will be about fifty-five tweets long, and he'll Not just good. go, that's my opinion, though, Stace. <laughs> It'll, like, just become, it'll come a Twitter war because someone will catch the feed and then you'll just have all of the, you know, the ites all out for you. The Twitters will just come falling on my head. The they thing will. is, but he's entitled to his opinion and if he enjoyed it, great. But it mm. honestly feels to me like I got slapped in the face with Alan Moore's cock. <laughs> the only thing I can say about this book that is good is that Kevin O'Neill's art is still great. Yeah. That's when it literally the only saving grace for me is the fact that it, it still looked quite good. <laughs> yeah. Other than that, I just thought it was the, it was the story writing. To be honest, like I didn't feel like the threat was even threatening. Yeah, and it's just no suspense, and the characters were all devoid of any sort of character. Character, or you want to care about them? It's always yeah. a bit awkward when that happens. If like if they die on the next page, oh well, they weren't that interesting in the first place. Well, uh, you know, spoilers. One of them did, and I didn't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> didn't give a shit I was like oh that's happened then oh well then okay. on with the book still shit <laughs> just not not impressed with it at all oh, that's, that's really crap when that happens I hate yeah. that I think I am going to sell it though because it does just make me angry whenever I look at it <laughs> angry at myself for being sucked into Alan Moore's machine I just don't know <laughs> Yeah, it's it's probably best to sell it before you destroy it, and by destroy it, I mean set it on fire, which will in turn set fire to your home. So that's probably just best to sell it. <laughs> like my house, I don't I don't want to do that. I'll be yeah, honest. you don't you don't want to do that. So sell it. Give it a glowing review on your eBay, and don't link it at all to this podcast. Oh, God. Oh, this is the best book I've ever read. Some for some reason I don't want it anymore. <laughs> It'd just be like, I can't fit this on my shelf anymore, and I'm selling off some of my stuff. Please take it. Please. I won't even charge postage. <laughs> oh, someone God. someone give it a good home. <laughs> I'm sure somebody would. There's got a people out there who enjoyed it, but I personally just it just nothing rang like interesting about it to me. There was nothing that yeah, it just it just felt like a slap in the face. That's alright, that's how I felt about Wonder Woman issue ten. <laughs> <laughs> slap in the face and then shot through the heart with his own gun to make him love himself for fuck's sake but you know, I haven't got a clue when I read that all I could think of then was shot through the heart and you're to blame darling you give love and I just started singing it in my head and having a bit of a laugh <laughs> it's always worth a Bon Jovi moment <laughs> do you know what I love a good Bon Jovi moment who doesn't who doesn't who? Oh, I think it's living on a prayer and all that. When that all starts up, I'm there. Exactly. But, you know, it's shot through a heart. I do the air guitar to that, baby. Every <laughs> time. Whenever that comes on rock band, I'm like, somebody get me the microphone. 
<laughs> I can't not sing it. <clears throat> okay, so apparently we have to do rock band at some point. Um, um, yes. I yes. Keep, do you know, I keep wishing, I keep really wishing that, like, a con that I'm going to will have, like, a karaoke or a rock band thing going on on the night. That's right. If I organised a con, I would totes do that. <laughs> oh, you said totes, mate. Oh, come on. You know what? Rich hates that so much. I think that's why I keep doing it. My friend does it to me for the same reason. She knows I hate it. So she just keeps saying, it's just like, it's totes amazing. It's like, stop it. Rich no. doesn't mind when I say totes amazeballs. For some reason, that's okay. But just totes on its own is not, it's not a thing. That is quite all right, I suppose. But then I have friends that come out with some odd things, like instead of saying thanks, they say spanks. But I don't mind because it amuses me. <laughs> so, it's, the, it's the little things, isn't it? <laughs> anyway, is there is there anything else you wanted to talk about, my dear? Before I, I before I review my thing that I liked, <laughs> I've been quite negative this episode. What did I like? I have to say, actually, because Bristol was my first. Well, it wasn't my first con, but it was the first con I went to where I met a lot of independent and like small press stuff, mm-hmm. and I picked up. I picked up a shed load of stuff there, I have to say. And I haven't been disappointed by one book. They have all been brilliant. Oh, um, good. I know. I mean, one of them I haven't really read, but I had to get volume one before I could read volume two. It was Kill Shakespeare. Ah. And the guy I'm... If you heard of that one? Oh, sorry. The guy, one of the guys who wrote it, his name is Anthony Del Cole. Oh, oh, add on. Am I there? Are we there? Yeah. I think so. Um, yeah, sort of. It might just be me. Um, yeah, this guy, Anthony Delcourt. I met him at the bar, funnily enough. I went over at Bristol. Nice guy. I like to call him Handsome Anthony now. I don't mind sharing that with everyone. I did share it with him on Facebook, but he, he didn't respond, so he might think he's got a stalker. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but um, their books look really interesting, but everything was really great. And I got um, issue one of comic called Stiffs. Have you heard about that one? Oh, I've got issue one of that somewhere that I haven't read. Yeah, uh, you've got to read it. It is brilliant, if <laughs> if anything, for the monkey, because he is hilarious with his cool red sunglasses, his drinking and smoking habits. Do you follow him on Twitter? I do, yeah. He's been quiet for such a long time, because when has- I met the guys... When I met the guys who write, I said, you know what? I'm sure I follow this this monkey on Twitter. He's like, yeah, he's he is there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I think we had a conversation on Twitter once and it just got really rude and I was really happy about it because it was really funny. <laughs> I did, yeah, I, did, I think I did that too. And then halfway through, I thought, you're talking to a monkey. Well, he's <laughs> not really even a monkey. He's a man pretending to be a monkey, a pervy yeah. monkey. What am I doing? <laughs> but it was really enjoyable. So I just kept doing it. So it was fine. <laughs> I had a uh, chat with the guys who are writing it, and it's really awful. I think it was PJ Montgomery, yeah. I was chatting with him on Twitter, and I think they're coming close to having issue two ready soon. Oh, Although they, they might not be at all, and I've just really lied. But I think he said they've been working hard on it, so hopefully soon. So I'm going to try and get to Thought Bubble this year. That would be great if it was ready by do then. It. I'm going to that, so do it. Ah, oh, excellent. I've got it'll a book. It'll be meeting. in person, yeah. and it'll be, a, you know, like some sort of... What's the girly version of a bromance? <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, Is it a homance? Is that a thing? <laughs> I wouldn't call us hoes, though. <laughs> Not derogatorially. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! But actually, that was the best. That was another good part of, of Bristol. Getting to meet is and Stace Will and and Lee and Sarah and all of those. That was so much fun. And Bevis, oh, 
that was really lovely. I want to adopt Bevis. Bevis is lovely, and um, he's because I know he's done some artwork for you, and he did a couple of pieces for me, and I got his Dead Queens books, which is still one of the funniest things. So funny! I can't wait for number three with the new characters he's he's putting into it. I can't wait. It's going to be brilliant. I love him. He's just great. And Sergeant Mike Battle is a read for everybody. It's hilarious. (laughs) Especially the Star Wars edition. That was his latest issue. I think that was issue 12, I think. Mm-hmm. That was hilarious. Especially the letters page. You must read the letters page. They're brilliant. But, uh, yeah, I think I'll, I'll end on that happy note because I haven't trashed anyone in that section. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I've I've just got one little review left, and that is... Uh, are you aware of the, the cartoon Adventure Time? You, I'm not, no. No, well, you should be. <laughs> I started, well, we caught an episode of it. I think it's on Cartoon Network a while ago. And me and Rich were just both like, what is this? It's so weird. It's a kid's cartoon that's entirely bonkers. Um, (laughs) (laughs) The the theme tune says it all in that it's about Jake the dog and Finn the human (laughs) and the fun will never end adventure time. Um, And it's just about this dog and this guy and they have adventures. But it is so funny. Yeah. Like, you know how Spongebob appeals to kids, but also some adults? It's like, it reminds me of that in the sense that I can totally understand why kids would enjoy it, but it's so funny for adults as well. Um, yeah, and it's yeah. the super cutest thing you'll ever see, ever. <laughs> and there's a character in it called Lumpy Space Princess. Who's, <laughs> she's become my new favourite thing. She's the princess of Lumpy Space. As right. And she looks like a big grumpy purple cloud with a crown on. And she talks like this. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> I just, I, I fell in love with this cartoon. And then one day, Rich said to me, did you know there's Adventure Time comics? And I went all German and went, fuss, um, and got quite overexcited. And so we got <laughs> one to five. And um, it's just so funny. And the brilliant thing about the comic is that they have, like, a big... They had a big story going over the first four issues, I think it was, and the artwork was so stupidly close to the cartoon that it was just absolutely pristinely, beautifully, cutely awesome. But then they had little stories in the back as well um, that were by different artists, and some of those, like some of their takes on the characters were really interesting to see as well. Um, Yeah. And it's just, I would totally recommend it. I'm pretty sure that the voice for the dog is the same guy who does the voice of Bender in Futurama. Oh, that'd be brilliant if it is. It's somebody very, very similar. He's just really funny. I absolutely love this dog. And it's really hard to describe this show because essentially Finn and this dog Jake live together and have adventures. And there's loads of different lands, like there's Lumpy Space and there's Bubblegum Land with the Bubblegum Princess and everything there is made out of cakes. (gasps) Cakes and sweets. (laughs) You just want to eat all the residents of that place. But it's just, it's it's so funny. And I like the fact that the stories in the comics were, it was like a different, entirely different story to the ones that are going through the show. Because we've now got all of series one. <laughs> we're steadily watching every night because we love it so much. Um, yeah. It's just genius. It's absolutely genius. And the, the guy who came up with it, I want to say his name's something really bizarre, like Pendleton Ward or something. Yeah. Could have made it up. He is. He deserves like some sort of genius award. Oh, I'm going to have to look out for that one now and, and see if I can find it. Because I, I do love Cartoon Network for the crazy shit they put on. Yeah, it's just, it's so funny. I mean, it's like, it is weird, but not in a, like, Invader Zim kind of way, which is, like, yeah. Nickelodeon weird. <laughs> 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 do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. 
I like Ren and Stimpy weird. No, it's it's weird in sort of a slightly bizarre. It's just silly, silly, it's just silly. And silly. I like silly because I am silly, so that works well for me. Me too. I think that's why I enjoy it so much. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely love it and i've just remembered something else i wanted to talk about but i'll only do it briefly did okay. you did you watch um the first episode of adam buxton's new show last week uh which show was that i probably didn't it's what? called bug no i haven't no well, i'm pretty much in love with adam buxton and this show is basically him showing youtube videos and then reading out the comments and then making his <laughs> comments and it is hilarious <laughs> Me. I think it's on Sky Atlantic at the moment. Do you know what? It's, I've just realised it's just started. Episode two has just started, and I'm missing it for you, Jenny. I hope you realise oh. how much I love you. I do. I do that. Oh, that means so much to me. You don't know how much that touches my heart. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's brilliant. I mean, if you've if you've ever listened to the Adam and Joe radio show or seen Haven't, the Adam and yeah, Joe show, on occasion I have. Yeah. If if you if you find those funny, you will find this funny. Oh, I have to um, give it a try. It's brilliant. The newest thing I watched last week on Sky Atlantic, funnily enough, was uh, The Newsroom. I absolutely love that because I'm, I'm a bit of a fan of Aaron Sorkin, who wrote The West Wing, created The West Wing. And I adore that. And he's just started The Newsroom, which was quite special. So the I should try that again. strange one for me because I kind of want to see it, but I don't like the way it's been advertised. Because mm. the way the, the, tr- the advert makes it out is like a newsreader goes do lally, but somehow doesn't lose his job, even though he's being a dick. <laughs> yeah well he, he has he's on he, he says he's on um medication for vertigo and it affected him badly which was a lie he just thought he saw his ex-girlfriend in the audience and it it made him have a bit of a flap basically and this, <laughs> this he gets flustered that's what he says he got flustered i thought that's a fucking good way to get flustered you tell an entire theater why america is not the greatest country which for what he was explaining I, I did agree with. But then after he has a go about why America isn't the greatest country, he then explains why it, sh- it was and it still could be and all of this. But of course, being the YouTube generation, we don't care about that bit. We just screen the why America isn't the greatest country. And that's the only bit that really stays like. But it was it was a really good opening episode. And it's got Jane Fonda, I think, in episode three. So I want to stick around for that one bit of a fan of hers bit like i'm sticking around to watch uh downton abbey C- series three because shirley mcclain's gonna be in it and it's still got maggie smith in it so <laughs> what more can i ask for well indeed now I, I think i'm gonna have to give it a go but um rich seemed really disgusted with me when i asked him what it was supposed to be about he said what i said because that ad makes it look like you're supposed to feel sorry for a dickhead <laughs> I just don't. I don't know how I'm supposed to like. I, I don't know how I'm supposed to like this guy or feel bad for this guy or whatever I'm supposed to be feeling because he just seems like he's gone on camera and gone, "You're all shit." <laughs> and he and he does and he does come across complete prick. But when you, and he's a real asshole to all of his um, work colleagues. But when you watch the first episode and you uh, meet the other characters and you meet his ex girlfriend who is actually English, but the bloke explains no, she's actually an American citizen, but she, her dad worked for one of Thatcher's people or something. I don't fucking remember. But yeah, you you realise that actually he is a good guy. He just doesn't really give a fuck, and he comes across a complete prick. <laughs> and he's got a bit of a temper, you know. <laughs> you know, who hasn't? But I, I really quite liked it. it. It didn't do... Well, I heard mixed reviews came in for it in America. I'm not really surprised with the first episode. 
But I think some critics in America have a go about Aaron Sorkin because he tries to be all not exactly high and mighty, but you know, he, when he does his writing for stuff, he tries to make himself out to be better than others or mm-hmm. something along those lines. And but I, my editor sent me a brilliant YouTube video which shows that Aaron Sorkin recycles what he writes an awful lot, an awful, awful lot. In all the stuff that he's actually done, he's used a lot of the same lines, <laughs> which was really... I still love his writing, and The West Wing is one of the only TV series that I will constantly watch the entire series over and over again because it's that mm-hmm. good. But it was hilarious to see this, that he's used recycled so much of his work. That was really quite... It amused me quite a bit. And then from that, I moved on to the Looney Tunes box set that I just bought myself for my birthday. So. <laughs> I like it. I like your style. <laughs> Thought, yeah, I'll just move on to Golden Collection of Looney Tunes. And I was watching that, and then for some reason, it made me feel like watching She-Ra. <gasps> so, oh, I love she so me much. Me too. She-Ra was my first superhero that I loved. And, mm-hmm. you know, I liked He-Man and stuff. That was cool. But when She-Ra came along, I was like, nope. She's for me. She's my superhero. The boys can have He-Man. I have She-Ra. I was absolutely adamant when I was a kid that I was going to grow up to be She-Ra. Exactly. (laughs) Up until I was about 11, I was like, nope, I still can. Yeah, I can be She-Ra. And I loved Swift Wind and all of that lot. And I've just ordered myself a Swift Wind figure. I have. Have you ever been on Matty Collector's website? No, I haven't. Don't look at it because your wallet will cry. I've um I'll have to you'll yeah you're friends with me on Facebook of course you are I was gonna say you'll have to have a look at my um action figures um oh I have yeah because you've got a door so many got yeah. She-Ra yeah they're really, like they're like they're the adult collection ones aren't they yeah they're like they're, they're relatively um newish I think they're yeah. only made in the past couple of years but every now and again because they sell out really quickly every now and again they'll re-release some and last week they had Swift Wind there was Swiftwind He-Man and somebody else on sale and I was dithering because I was like oh I've got I've got Prince Adam who weirdly yeah. came as an accessory for Orko <laughs> <laughs> that was so bizarre but I haven't got an actual He-Man and I was dithering dithering I was like no I've got to get Swiftwind yeah. I can't I can't not buy Swiftwind while it's on sale no not when you've got She-Ra and Adora you need you need Swiftwind exactly you can't you can't not have Swiftwind I don't know how I'm going to fit Swiftwind on the mantelpiece but <laughs> It's I've got have... that problem. My problem is I don't often take the action figures out of the boxes. <laughs> I say I always do because I like to play with them. <laughs> <laughs> I did have an original She-Ra and an original Swiftwind, but I don't know what happened to them. I'm quite disappointed. And I got all of the She-Ra episodes off some bloke on eBay. Um, so I watched those. So all the quality's a bit shit, but they're watchable. So I put the DVDs on my Amazon wish list because yeah. although they're, um, they're Region 1, I think, but Richie's PS3 plays Region 1 stuff. Yeah, I got a Mighty Region DVD, so I'll yeah, so uh, I think I've got series one, but I haven't got two or anything. But I didn't realise because I remember there being a film as well, The Secret of the Sword, and I bought that as well. I didn't yeah. realise it's essentially just the first sort of six or seven yeah. episodes squashed yeah, into one. It is. <laughs> they just turned it into a big film and made it a cinema release in the UK with a really awful song. <laughs> Uh, what was it? For the honour of love. That's it, yeah. And it made it look like it was Adam and Adora singing it, and then there was some weird incestuous thing going on there, and it was like, oh, that's not right. <laughs> A hold of that song? <laughs> you should. That Yes, you should. But I, I, I read in SFX that DC are going to release He-Man as a comic. 
they have. Yeah, that that should be interesting. I think I read. I don't know if it was like a an issue zero or something, but I read I read something. I'm sure yeah. it's been written by Jeff Johns, and yeah. it's it's pretty good. Oh, pretty, pretty good. Yeah. yeah. I haven't read issue one yet, but I will be reading it soon. Yeah. Because, you know, it's awesome. <laughs> oh, oh, <sighs> I need to make a She-Ra comic, and then I'll, my life will be complete then. <laughs> it will be. I want a She-Ra comic. That's what I want next. Yes. And then a new She-Ra cartoon. <laughs> That'll do nicely. <laughs> nicely. And on that note... <laughs> yeah, and on that note, I've just realised that we've been talking for, like, two and a quarter hours. Yeah. And I've got to edit this. <laughs> so I'm going to stop up there. <laughs> and I'm thinking my brother is getting really angry with me. <laughs> <coughs> oh, excuse me. I ran out of pop a while ago and now I've got throat. <clears throat> I understand. Right. Before we sign off, is there anything that you want to uh, particularly plug or make people aware of? Not really. Well, yeah. All right. It's not. It's not until the fourth of December and running until the eighth. But you could all come to Beckles Public Hall and see the show I'm directing called Honk, the Ugly Duckling Musical. Opens on the fourth of December. Yeah, that Honk sounds like the greatest thing ever. Honk. Squeeze breath while you do it. Honk. No. Fourth, um, fourth to the eighth of December. Matinee on the Saturday as well. Come and see it. It's going to be great. I've only got to do the auditions next week. <laughs> Uh, can I be the one that honks? Yeah, if you want. It's cool. It's ugly, but yeah, if you want. <laughs> <laughs> well, that sounds a bit right. <laughs> oh, dear. Okay, well, yeah. if people want to find you to talk to you about things that we've discussed, do you want them to find you? And if so... <laughs> if they want to come and shout at me, say, no, you're wrong, you bitch, uh, they can kind of find me at AngelJ5 on Twitter. But if they could not hell bitch at me, that would be nice. Or cunt. That would also be nice. <laughs> Most of my listeners are all right, she says. Yeah. I don't actually know how many I've got. No, I don't. I know some of them. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. If you want to shout at me instead, I'm Stace Bob T on Latwitters. You can come on and go, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen was such a brilliant fucking thing of awesome. And then I'll go, nah. No, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> nah. And I haven't read it, and I'll agree. <laughs> I can send you that as well while I'm sending you dead. I really don't need you to. <laughs> you might want to bin it. <laughs> yeah, I might throw it on our burner. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, I'm going to go before I start ranting about that again, because frankly, girl. <laughs> right, well, that was episode six then. Thank you for coming on the show, Jenny. You've been a delight. Thank you for inviting me. It's been a lot of fun. My first podcast. Hurrah. Oh, popped a podcast cherry. <laughs> it's good. Which... I enjoyed it. I do. That was good fun. I've enjoyed tonight. It's been fun. I'm going to go downstairs and watch Bug on repeat because right. I'm sure Rich will have taped it for me because he loves me so much. Yeah, he's a good Not man. taped because we live in the fucking 21st century. He'll have recorded, he recorded it. it on the <laughs> yeah. Imagine if we still use tapes, huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Well, again, thank you for coming on the show. It's been delightful. It has. Thank you for inviting me. It's been great. I've loved it. That's all right, Governor. It's nice to have a lady every now and again, just because I feel like sometimes we're, we're a bit of a minority. Bit of a minority? Yeah, yeah there you go. That, that word, that M word, minority. I don't know what's wrong with my mouth today, but I'm pretty sure I've mispronounced a ton of words. <laughs> right, I, I just use smaller words because I can't think of big words, and I don't know what half of them mean. So. <laughs> oh, I'm going to have to get one of those like word of the day calendars. <laughs> 
Or just talk to Iz because she can talk to her mum. That is true. That is she true. comes out with some amazing words that I have to Google. I haven't got fucking clue what half of them mean. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> oh, thanks for joining us, everybody. And I will see you next month when no doubt I will be going Batman for an hour and a half, <laughs> I guess. Lovely. <laughs> Bye. 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 Fellas, try to do what those ladies tell us. Get shot down because you're overzealous. Play hard to get females, get jealous. Okay, smarty, go to a party. Girls are scantily clad, are showing body. A chick walks by, you wish she could sex her, but you're standing on the wall like you was Poindexter. Next day's function, high class luncheon. Food is served in your stone cold munching. Music comes on, people start to dance, but then you ate so much, you nearly split your pants. A girl starts walking, guys start gawking, sits down next to you and starts talking. Says she wanna dance because she likes to groove. So come on, fat so and just bust the move. Uh.